Welcome, everyone, to episode 268 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Uh, no Will today. Will is uh, getting caught up on schoolwork already, which is not a good sign, I wouldn't think. He's already been slacking. What's his problem? I'm not sure. That just means he's procrastinating. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's how I rolled, too, when I was in school. Everything was at the last goddamn minute that I could possibly I do just... it. I just never bothered to get caught up. Yeah. <laughs> Screw it. You know? I would start it, but then I'd be like, eh, I've, I could be doing something more fun. Further than I got. Eric's uh, GPA was my kill-death ratio in a round of... Uh, <laughs> hey, 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 hey. First of all, that was one semester, okay? I did go back and redeem myself. You did. But yes, for one semester it was. Nice. Your trial semester. Yeah. I got a feeling it was probably after my trial semester. <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, you know what? I think it was, uh, it was when I was a music major. Mm. And what happened was, uh, my friend James and I, we were both music majors and we went, they required us to take chorus and we we're like, okay, whatever. So we go to chorus class and, they were going to have us, because we'd never been in chorus before, they were going to have us go up and test our pitch range in uh, front of the whole class. And both of us looked at each other and we said, fuck this, and we both left and changed our majors. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's really funny. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, I just stopped going at that point. But That's about how I felt right before my acting class. <laughs> oh, God. But that's where the booze came in. Andy. Oh, sure. Oh, okay, yeah. See, I've, that's the thing. I've told that story many times, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so our topic for today, topics, right? We have a dual episode, right? Yeah, More or less. Um, Shoot the breeze. Yeah, it's going to be about Battlefield 1 beta and our experiences with that so far. And then the PlayStation uh, PlayStation Pro, I guess it's it's called now, uh, the unveiling of that. Uh, and some of the some of the features that are on that. So we'll be talking about that for our main segment. Uh, anyone have anything you want to tease? I briefly, very briefly, played the NHL 17 early access right before we started. Oh, okay. On uh, EA Access. Nice. Uh, I think that's that's pretty much it, other than Battlefield. Cool, Corey. I played the PlayStation Now free trial on PC. Oh, nice. Streaming video game service from PlayStation. Okay. I forgot about that, actually. Yeah. I'll have to install it. Give it a shot. Okay. Uh, Anything else? No. That's it for new games. Okay. Uh, I don't have any games to tease, but... Uh, I had a busy week. My uh, mine and my wife's twins were born earlier this hey! week. So thank you. <laughs> so I'll All be right. I'll be relating that experience uh, during my week because <laughs> that that's dominated my my week from from the time they were born until uh, right now when we're recording this podcast. So congrats. Thank you. Uh, yeah, let's get let, well. Let's start with. Uh, do you guys want to start with with Battlefield or do you want to start with the PlayStation event? I think we should start with PlayStation. PlayStation? It's big news. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's hear it. I never I actually, I should ahead. say, I should say I did never got a chance to watch it. I tried to follow the details a little bit. Uh, so I would be at least familiar with, with some of the stuff that they announced. And then you guys talking about it too. Yeah. I watched about the first 10 minutes of it, but they weren't like given very many specifics. 
and I was in the middle of doing things, so I just like stopped watching it and okay. tuned in here and there during it. But it was really short. I think it was only. I don't even think it topped out at an hour. Uh, it was oh, four, really? forty-five minutes. Forty-five minutes. Uh, very vague, broad strokes. Um, and I'll just get this out of the way right away. The most exciting thing for me, and I think this is kind of telling of the whole announcement, was just seeing Mass Effect Andromeda gameplay. Yeah. That was cool. Uh, I watched that. Uh, I saw it on our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, I, today, I think I watched it maybe this morning at some point. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, yeah, that's that's telling in that uh, there's really nothing to be excited about, in my opinion, of this of this whole thing. Yeah. Um. So the they talked about the slim. Uh, they started with the slim, but we already knew everything about that thing has been unboxed on video. Yeah. Uh, before it was even officially announced, so there's not really much to say on that. It comes out officially September fifteenth. Um. It's just a, a slimmer version, and it's it's not even called the Slim. It's just the standard PlayStation Four moving forward. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, cost? Does it have a bigger hard drive? Uh, cost is two. Oh, I didn't write down the cost. Yeah, two ninety nine. Yep. Which? How much is the Xbox One S? Uh, I think, think it's different version. It starts at two ninety nine, I think. Uh, but that's for the small hard drive. Oh, I thought I was thinking two fifty. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's the same. I think you can get the older ones for two fifty. Oh, okay. They always have sales too. It's it's hard to keep track. Xbox One S, uh, you can get a five five hundred gig Halo bundle for two ninety nine. Mm. Oh, that's... there's a two terabyte console for four or three ninety nine. Okay. Okay. And then there's well... a one terabyte. There's a bunch. Of... <laughs> too many. Yes. Too many choices. Uh, but regarding the Pro, which is the Supposed big news of the event. Uh, $400 comes out November 10th, and the three pillars of it are more power, uh, HDR visuals, and 4K gaming. But uh, it's more about what they didn't talk about, I think, than what they did talk about. Um, so just in, ha- in terms of the enhanced power, uh, people with a standard 1080p television will benefit from this which is what most people have. Um, and the things they cited for that are more stable frame rates, more detail. It's just like upgrading your GPU in your computer a little bit. Uh, but it did say overall the GPU is twice as fast as the original. So the takeaway for me from all this is, like, it mostly depends on what kind of TV you have, whether this is worth it to you or not. Yeah. Uh, if you have an awesome big 4K TV that supports HDR, then maybe you will want the PlayStation Pro 4 Pro. Uh, but I think for most people, myself included, there's really nothing enticing about it. Does it have to? Is is the HDR only 4K compatible, or is it c- compatible with 1080 HDR TVs? There are 1080 HDR TVs. Yeah. So if you have a 1080p TV with HDR capability, uh, you'll you'll see a noticeable improvement. Okay. Even with the older PlayStations, they're going to patch into firmware HDR capability. Okay. So even if you have an older PlayStation, you can still benefit from the HDR improvements. Uh-huh. Which, from everything that I've read, the HDR is the biggest improvement overall. Yeah. So it's like, okay, so why buy the new one? If right. they're going to patch it in through... I think next... 
I have it written down. Uh, they're going to patch it in firmware by next week. So if you already have an HDR TV, you'll see that improvement yeah. without even buying the new PlayStation. Sure. Uh, do do I have that? Do we want to talk about what HDR is? Yeah, so yeah. HDR stands for High Dynamic Range, and it's basically uh, improved graphical fidelity through a wider range of colors, mm-hmm. including light and dark colors. Yeah. Yeah, it takes the best images from those from like I think three different ranges and shows those. So like really bright things and really dark things, it'll you know take the the best image from the different ranges and and that's what you see. Is is explain it like I'm five. Yeah, it's just it's it's pretty. It's really pretty. Um, but it's one of those things, and same with 4K. That's really hard to demo, especially through like a live stream. It's hard to market because. You can't see it yeah. unless you have unless you're watching it on something that's 4K HDR ready. Sure. Uh, so that that's when they showed the comparisons on screen, like it wasn't that impressive because you couldn't see it. Yeah. But I read a ton of Digital Foundry content in like Ars Technica. You know the the stuff that people deep dive. Yeah. Um, I, I on... love Digital Foundry's work. Yeah. They, they they're awesome. It's really, really entertaining. Uh, but they basically said, you know, it's worth it. If yeah. you have an awesome TV, you're going to notice a difference. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm losing myself here. So, yeah, so the we talked about the enhanced power. The HDR visuals is the second thing. And the 4K gaming is the third thing. Uh, but... In reality, up, up scale, everything 4K. I read, yeah, everything I read said it's not true 4K gaming. Uh, it's very close. In fact, I read a quote from a developer, and I can't remember who it was. It was either Guerrilla Games or Naughty Dog. Uh, they said that it's so close to 4K that nobody will notice the difference, which I'm fine with. But I think it's a little bit misleading to market it as a 4K thing because if you're buying it because you want the best possible the highest possible resolution, which is 4K, you're not actually getting that. And you can get 4K on some other things, uh, like the the Scorpio, allegedly, and, you know, through your PC. Um, I think some graphics cards do true 4K gaming now, right? Yeah, yeah. The the, yeah. the 1080 and uh, 1070, to some extent, can do 4K, depending on the game and, and settings. Yeah. Uh, you can get it to run in, like, 60 frames without... Uh, not necessarily ultra settings, but like you know, mid to high settings, you can get a stable 4K frame rate. The new graphics cards. So it's uh, up to 90% 4K, I guess was was the thing. Uh, and Activision actually showed Infinite Warfare, and they were talking 4K and 60 frames per second, but uh, it was clearly neither, according to Digital Foundry. I couldn't tell the difference from watching on my streaming device, but. From people who were there watching the demo, they said uh, it was clearly not 4K and not 60 frames per second. So again, a little bit misleading. Apparently, the first-party titles look the best. Uh, Horizon, Days Gone, and Infamous. Sure. They, the uh, big... They've probably known about it for a while. Yeah. So the way this upscaling works to make it look 4K, uh, I did a little bit of research. And this is what made the most sense to me. It's called like checkerboard upscaling trick that the GPU does. Uh, and the way it works is you have a two by two pixel, which is what the the developer creates, and then the GPU extract 
extrapolates it into a 4 by 4 equivalent. So rather than, like, I guess the best way to explain it would be, like, rather than stretching the pixel to upscale it, it's multiplying it. Yeah. It's just adding more. Uh, and the GPU does all that. So you get upscaled uh, to 4K from only half the pixels. Hmm. So that's the way that the upscaling works. Um, Rise of the Tomb Raider actually has three modes in it. Uh, and apparently it was it is one of the best third-party titles for the, displaying the, the qualities of uh, the HDR and 4K. Um, so they, Rise of the Tomb Raider has a 4K 30 frames per second with HDR mode which is a, the best balance of visuals and resolution. Uh, it also has a 1080p 30 frames per second, which just boosts up the graphical fidelity the best, like textures and stuff like that, everything the GPU can do. And then there's a 1080p with an unlocked frame rate. And I guess it said your frame rate floats in that mode between 40 and 60 frames per second. So you're not getting, you're not going to get 4K 60 frames per second gaming that's no um, that's still kind of hard at this point yeah. to do it's all kind of hard i mean even like we were just talking about it's it's upscaled it's not true 4k anyway yeah uh i did read that you can record your gaming footage at 1080 30 frames per second which what is it 720 before i don't know apparently there's a slight increase to recording resolution um uh, but you'll be able to broadcast remote play and share play at 1080, 60 frames per second. So there's that. Um, nice. The glaring omission, and this is what kind of turned me off to the whole thing, is the no 4K Blu-ray player, which is especially odd considering the Xbox One S does have that. Yeah. Um... It kind of in in their their reasoning was well uh, the people we're selling this console to don't care as much about that they care more they care more about streaming, which is fine. But to me, it's one of those things that's like, well, why why not include it? You know, you kind of want your especially if you're Sony and you own movie studios. <laughs> exactly, and and I just think it just gives people a reason to buy it. You know, yeah. Uh, UHD Blu-ray player is not cheap. I don't know how much more it would have cost them to include it, but like we said, the Xbox uh, One S includes it, and that's only $300. So it couldn't be that much more, I wouldn't think. Um, And we didn't say the Xbox One S has HDR as well, supports HDR. So I don't know. There's there's so few UHD uh, players out there currently that support HDR. This would just be a good combination of the two. Yeah, but I don't know. It just seems bizarre. Like I would have gambled that that would definitely be included. Yeah, I would have bet money. I do like that Rise of the Tomb Raider is giving you options for how you want your game to look, though. I've been saying that's that's something that they should in, uh, include in in console games for a while now. Because yeah. me, I, I prefer to have a higher frame rate than 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 better visuals. You know. Yeah. Uh, so that that's something I would choose over the. 1080p 30 frames but better visuals right yeah I, I it's it's just another step closer to pcs i guess you know i don't yeah yeah um how, how did you feel about it eric what were your what were your thoughts on the the uh, playstation pro 
I don't know. You know, I was really hoping for a surprise. I kind of had a feeling it was going to be kind of shitty. Uh, but I, I was hoping that it wasn't too late for them to make some changes after Xbox pretty much revealed what, what the Scorpio is. Uh-huh. Uh, to be a little more in line with that, because that sounds like it's going to be quite a bit more powerful. Um, so I was disappointed to see to see what it actually is, because I really... I was at least interested in purchasing one before I heard about it, you uh-huh. know, and now I'm not even remotely. Okay. Because one of the things for me is like, I don't, graphics aren't that important to me. Right. You know, games all look pretty good nowadays yeah. and I'm fine with that. You know, I don't need it to be crazy, crazy good looking, crispy looking games. You know, if, mm-hmm. if that's kind of a bonus for me, um, so even though I have a 4K TV, I don't. There's not not a reason for me personally as somebody that doesn't really care about graphics to go and buy one of these. Sure. You know they didn't do enough there for me. Mm-hmm. Plus, I think a lot of it just depends on uh, what kind of support these companies are going to put behind it. Because Sony has said like you have to every game that comes to PlayStation has to be compatible with the Pro and the PS4 standard. So it's yeah. like. I mean, I guess there's some incentive for them to make their games look really good on the pro because it's, you know, it's marketing. It's, oh, look at how beautiful it is. But it's also a lot of work. And it's, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, well, what's the point? Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I uh, We talk about, you know, we listen to Kind of Funny on here and I listened to their wrap up of it. And I, I, I thought that Colin Moriarty made a good point about how He's kind of in the same boat as me where the graphics aren't super important to him. It's really just the kind of the game quality. And this just pushing for more power and better graphics isn't really pushing any sort of boundaries with games in general. Sure. It's just making things look better. And at the end of the day, like, you know, I've played some shitty looking games that just played really well and, and they were good because of it. Like, you know, like a game like Shovel Knight or a game like, uh, what's the one you guys put a shit ton of hours in? This Stardew year? Valley? Terraria? Stardew Valley. Oh, like, yeah. Stardew it's Valley. not a fantastic looking game by any means, but it, nope. it's just great. So, yeah. you know, you put, you know, a tremendous amount of hours into it. And not that those games are pushing the boundaries of gaming, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, these, these consoles are just upgrading power for better graphics. And like at the end of the day, I guess that's just not really what's important to me. The joke always was that a game like Stardew Valley runs on to- on a toaster. So. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, and, and you probably played that more than just about anything, right? That's the game I've played the most this year. I, exactly. 70-something hours, 75 hours, 78 hours. Well, and, and right. games like that just show how much you can do with a little, you know, because yeah. yeah. you, can, you can have a unique art style without having a super powerful you know, graphics processor to, to show it. Yeah. I, I think I would prefer if, if this is the way things are going to go, just every four or five years, put out a bitching ass new console. Yeah. I, I don't think that this like half a step forward is really worth anybody's time. Right. Unless you haven't bought one yet and you're interested, then, then great. Good for you. But there's 40 million people that have like, is this really worth like how many more people are going to buy a PS4 that's going to make this whole thing worth it to them? Right. Especially you like know? like Corey talked about with with some some prominent features missing that being the 4K Blu-ray. Yeah, it's hard for me to to say that because I I 
couldn't give a shit about that. Yeah. But but I'm sure a lot of people do, I guess. Yeah, and if it's... you're if you're in the market for like a four K like I know when the PlayStation three came out, that was one of the cheapest Blu ray players you could buy and I that, that, that yeah. pushed a lot yeah. of systems. Exactly. And and to me I always just I think of it like, okay, who's who is this console for? And it's for the people that have these bitchin' TVs that probably do care about having a UA, having a UHD Blu-ray player. Yeah. You know? If you have a TV like that. Like, I was looking at the price of some of these TVs that will really put the PS4 Pro on display, and they're well over $1,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? it's your, your $300 Vizio you bought at Aldi probably isn't gonna <laughs> cut it. Yeah. No, That's but... the th- thing. Like, I have a 4K TV, but I'm sure that the 4K TV I have probably isn't HDR. The one that they're aiming for, yeah, with with the PS4 Pro. So you know, I not, don't know. Not it's just that, useless. but a lot a lot of people I think are satisfied with their four hundred dollar ten eighty p TVs. Like, you know, well, I, I don't see the need at this point. I would like to have a four K TV, but uh, the media isn't quite there yet. I don't know that my internet's yeah. fast enough to stream anything in in four K. Uh, so. You know. The only reason I got a 4K TV is because my wife was buying me a new TV, and I pretty much asked you, and you said you may as well future-proof it. Yeah, so that, that's the only reason I have one. Yeah, you know, um, but like you said, there's not much media for it. Yeah, in, yeah. If there is, it's nothing I'm really interested in. Sure. Um, the the other thing I think is that you know it took. Well, The Last of Us was one of the last big releases on PS3, right? Yeah, I think so. That was kind of its swan song, wasn't right. it? Right, and and it took that long to to get the power out of that system. Yeah, you know. Yep. And you know, just you just wonder if if they're putting so much time and energy into upgrading these consoles every couple of years that are we going to miss out on some great games like The Last of Us because they're not focused on things like that and getting the most out of what they have. Yeah. You know, sure. I don't know. I just, I just feel like this whole thing is completely unnecessary, especially with the release of PSVR. Like, you already have one, one thing that is already trying to push the boundaries of gaming, yeah. doing something different. Yeah. And then you release this other thing that's useless. Did they talk about the the compatibility, like, uh, with the the? I mean, was there any kind of connection between PSVR and the PlayStation Pro? Did, did they make? I'd... I don't even did they even talk about it? I think they might have just glossed over it, it briefly. It, you do get more you'll get more out of uh PlayStation you'll get more out of PSVR with the PlayStation Pro. I did read that somewhere. Okay. Yeah, but when they say vague things like that, it <laughs> makes me wonder, okay, so how much more are you actually getting? Because yeah, right. if you were getting something worthwhile out of it, they'd probably just tell you. Right. It was you all know? very vague. We still don't know uh what the processor speed is and what the RAM bandwidth is. It's just it's it's weird the whole thing, isn't it? I don't know. I uh, part of me wants to say like maybe they didn't expect people to be excited about this. Like the yeah, it, it was a very boring announcement. It was a very boring uh, presentation. And like I mentioned to you guys, uh, I was listening to a tech podcast, and they were speculating this past week that uh, Sony probably is anticipating a not so great reaction to this and this is why they scheduled it right after the apple announcement oh yeah they, didn't, idea, they don't want a ton of press if, yeah. you, if you if you don't want a ton of press and you don't want people to be excited about it don't hold a fucking press conference for it and fly like games media to it 
and and hold like a big press conference just don't do that yeah yeah like if you build something up like that of course people are going to be excited about it yeah i don't know i just think this the, the whole thing is very strange and unnecessary what do you think the reasoning for it is I don't know. I, th- I maybe they caught wind of what Xbox was doing, and they're like, "Oh shit!" But now they're in a spot where it's like, "Oh." Well, they opened by saying, "We still know there are a ton of gamers out there that have yet to buy a console." So I think they're hoping to wrangle in the PC crowd. You know, the people that are standing by their PCs and haven't had a good enough reason to buy one of those consoles. By by all accounts, the, the Scorpio is going to be much closer to a PC. The Scorpio. The number I read was forty three percent more powerful than the uh playstation 4 pro for the scorpio right. okay and they they stay they have obviously haven't released any prices about scorpio but they have said that it's it's going to be a higher end product yeah, so that sure. would, would lead one to believe it's probably going to be closer to like you know 700 dollars. yeah five, but six, even so like <laughs> i still i don't even know who's the person that wants to buy that just yeah get a pc at a certain be, point well i mean like Corey, if you care- i could ar- i could argue that if you care that much, though, like if you care that much about the quality of the games you are playing, uh-huh. and you're willing well, to spend seven hundred dollars about not having to fuck around to install them like I do, because I I honestly would rather pay for a, a, a strong console like that than having to do a fucking Skype screen share with you for an hour <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out how to make Ender all work. Yeah. But you don't, as you just said though, you don't really care about graphics. No, no, I don't. You, yeah. You're right. And that's like I'm trying, just trying to picture who is that person that yeah. cares so much about graphics is willing to spend that amount of money and would do it for a console. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's a good question. I don't, there probably aren't that many of those people out there. And that like if the if the whole move was like they opened their press conference with was to to wrangle in those people who haven't bought consoles yet, there's absolutely no reason to do so. No, and this this isn't the one they buy like. A lot of people don't have 4K TVs, so like, what is, what is this console bringing to the table? Nothing. The Nothing. H in the HDR thing, the HDR update is the is coming to everything. Right. So it's, it's the literally best part of this whole thing. Table. Yeah. yeah, it's the best part of this whole thing, in my opinion. What a fucking waste of time. Honestly, and you know what? What really bothers me about this is they were doing so good. You know. Yeah. And not to say that this will hurt them, but, you know, it could. But they, they were just doing so good with everything. And then just, just to come out and just lay an egg. Yeah. You know? It's just disappointing. Yeah, I, like you, uh, kind of hope they, after hearing what Xbox was doing, went back to the drawing board. But, no, this is what was leaked. How long ago was, was that? Accurate. Was, yeah, was right ago. on. Yeah. You know, do you think that there's a chance... That maybe at like next year's E3, they say, okay, here's the next console we're working on. Kind of like what they did with Scorpio this year with Microsoft. Or do you think that? I don't know. <laughs> I, if if that's what they're doing, I would have. If that's what they're doing, I would have been like, well, why even bother with the PS4? Exactly. I just don't see why it was necessary. Is it was this more their answer to like the Xbox One S than the Scorpio? It's more in line with that, isn't it? Yeah, but the Xbox One S, at least as a UHD Blu-ray player. <laughs> yeah, because there's supposed cheaper. There's supposedly yeah. performance gains with the One S too. Uh, yeah, from what bit, I hear. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, they said there isn't, but there is. Right. Uh, for older games, I guess. 
the thing is, even if it's a little bit, like, with how vague they're being about the PlayStation Pro improvements and that kind of stuff, like, I would consider that a little bit of improvement, too, unless you, you have, a like, a great 4K TV, like Corey was saying. Yeah. So it's, it, I don't know. This was a big swing and miss, in my opinion. <laughs> what if they made the HDR improvements only for the PS4 Pro? I, I don't I, know. I don't know that people know what that is well enough this to, to make, make a difference. This was literally the first time I'd heard of HDR. Well, they did spend a good amount of time like teaching about it. Right, but that that's the type of person that probably already knows at least kind of what that is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Ga- you're talking games media and uh, people who knew, knew enough about PlayStation and Sony to, to watch whatever they were showing. Probably at least had a vague idea of what what HDR was. At least that it was an improvement. Yeah, I don't know. And even like for multiplayer, uh, these multiplayer games, they can't they can't have one have a better frame rate than yeah, the other. You it's got to be identical. Which is more incentives to just not even bother. Yeah. For from developers, you know, and just like what's the point? I don't know. I don't know. It's fucking dumb. Yeah, didn't do anything for me. But at least we got some Andromeda footage out of the deal, so <laughs> I did watch that. I can't even say that I gave a shit about that. <laughs> I was confused by what was going on, but it didn't really. Yeah, how did Andromeda get thrown into that whole mix? I don't know. That was their their coming yeah, out their gameplay coming out party. They had to have uh, something to spice up the event. Uh, I, I should stress here because it sounds like we're hating on it. Um, I did read a lot of places that it, it does look really nice. I'm sure it does. If, if but... you have, you know, everything you need to make it look really nice. And I'm sure that, you know, PlayStation VR is really cool. Yeah. But that's if you have everything you need to yeah. run it, you know, and it, the, all, all these things are a big investment, too. That's the other thing. Right. Not only do you need to buy that $500 console, but you also need to spend at least a grand on a TV. Yeah. If you don't already have it. So, you you know, at that point, get get a PC, like Corey said. Yeah. That's way more powerful. Yeah. I don't know. It's dumb. There's still another level of HDR that's even better than this HDR. You know, the biggest thing for me is can I still play Rocket League on it? <laughs> That's really the only thing that. Yeah, sure. And then I'm sold. I hear you. All right. So yeah, uh, disappointment from us for on the on the PlayStation Pro announcement. Uh, let's talk about Battlefield One. Who played? Let's the, do it. Who played? Who played the most? Uh, I I'm about gonna say Corey. Five hours, yeah. Because nice. I only played with you, Corey. So if you played without me, you win. Yeah, I played uh, probably a couple hours without you. All right. All right, Corey, uh, let's hear about it. I I think there's a good game in there. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Yeah. I just I I can't enjoy it because I'm just so bad at first-person shooters. <laughs> that was kind of my experience as well. I went one f- like one kill for 15 or 20 deaths before I had to stop playing. Oh yeah. I just think it's not even first person games. It's that Battlefield is so different for a first person game because of the scale of it. Yeah. 
that most of the time when I died, I had no idea what was going on or where I was getting shot from. Uh, you know, because the other first person shooter, uh, other first person shooter game I played this year was Overwatch, which is kind of contained. Right. It's kind of an arena. Uh, it's it's a little bit easier to tell what's going on. Um, so that's all I had to compare it to, uh, and I was a hot garbage at Battlefield. That's what when Eric and I were playing, uh, friend of the show Beardless was saying how just establishing like line of sight, yeah, is is a chore it's de- <laughs> you know it's, it's just it's just so different from anything i'm used to yeah it's definitely it's definitely a different it's like it doesn't even compare to call of duty really because of the the size of it no. you know it's it's a, like a completely different totally different game yeah i you know like Corey said i think i think it probably is a good game and i've always been a big fan of the battlefield series um i'm not positive i'll buy it if will wants to split it maybe i will but I just, at this point in my life, with, you know, pretty much with most games, I just don't have the time to put it in, into it to be good yeah. online, and I'm not interested in the campaign. So it's there's just not a lot there for me. Yeah. I will say, you know, I felt like I did, I did at least decent in most of the matches that we played. Uh, I found the sniper to be my, my best tactic. Um, and, man, I'll tell you what, when you pull off a nice sniper shot, it feels pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like one of the issues that I had with it was the the horses. Like, how many shots with a sniper rifle does it take to put a horse down? I think there was a Kotaku article that the horses in Battlefield One were unstoppable killing machines. They're yeah. harder than the tanks to yeah. kill. Yeah, I uh, shot a horse with a sniper rifle three times, the same <laughs> horse. Yeah, and it was still running around. There's a fucking stallion out there scurrying around the desert. What do so, you think of the map? Yeah, that, that was another thing I was going to bring up. I wish they gave us more maps to try, or at least yeah, one more, because this one, I mean, the sandstorms were cool. Uh, added a fun little element. Hey, Coop. <laughs> added a fun little element. Like, once a sandstorm starts, you might as well put your sniper rifle away. Which um, took me right out of the game, made me useless. Yeah. Yeah, but that whole, like, desert setting, like, it would have been fun to have one that was more uh, contained a little bit, because yeah. probably 75% of the map they gave us in the beta is just open desert. Well, you remember, Corey, because as I was saying, I really only had any luck as a sniper. Um, when we started that, the one of the last matches we played, it was when all the weather effects were going on. And I couldn't snipe, and I started out like 0 and 9 or whatever it was. Yeah. And as soon as the weather went away and I could snipe again, I, I got back up to even. Mm-hmm. But, God, I do respect the Battlefield games and what they try to do differently. I really enjoy those. And I, I think that uh, I think providing a map, like you said, that was more contained in a different environment where maybe there was like more walls to like. Some of the best times I've had on Battlefield were in contained areas where you could, there was like a tunnel or something, but you could also blow hall, uh, blow holes through walls to kind of flank people. Yeah. You know, those are some of the best times I've had playing Battlefield, you know? Uh, and, and sometimes those wide open maps are just, it's, I don't know. It's not very know. conducive. Or what's the word I'm looking for? It's not very friendly to newcomers, I don't think. Like, I, I got oh. killed. Oh, this is funny. 
I got killed uh, most of the time before I even know where I was getting shot from, which is really frustrating, even though they give you a little indicator. But I did discover in playing Battlefield that my headphones are backwards. Really? Stuff happening on the right side comes through my left speaker and vice versa. How did you manage that? It's not me. It's the way they're wired. Wait, can you just flip the microphone around? I can, but then I can't talk to people. Oh, no, the microphone will only come one way. Oh, okay. So if I'm playing by myself and I have these headphones on, I just flip them around. Oh, that would Um, be weird. But if I need to talk to somebody, I can't. That's weird. And believe it or not, I figured it would just be an easy setting in my computer I could switch. It doesn't exist. (laughs) Of course. You know, like you were saying, Corey, about not knowing where you're being killed from. When I when I first started out playing the Battlefield games, that was my biggest frustration. Yeah. You know, and I was like, God, this game fucking sucks. I have no idea where I'm getting shot from. But you know, the more you play it, the the better. Or you know, the less like I don't know if it matters less, or you just kind of get a feel for it. Yeah. Um. But that's the thing. It like at this point, do do you want to sink that time into it? No. No. And that's the thing. Um, and I felt like there was a lot more sniping than usual, and I think it was because of the the map layout. Yeah, I don't remember in my my past battlefield experiences with there they being that much sniping going on. That map yeah. was incredibly open. There was very that, little I mean, cover. It was made for sniping. Yeah, uh, with all the rock formations and you know buildings, kind of in spots, you know. I don't know. It, it was decent. I, it, you know what I told Corey? It made me want to do. Battlefield Four is on sale for like four bucks on Xbox. It made me want to go buy that and play that instead. Yeah. You know. I don't sure. know. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like Corey said, I, th- I think there's a good game in there, but not for me. Yeah. Plus, I have that issue. I have that old crappy generic mouse. That's a piece of junk. So that didn't work out very well. I was using a controller, which is just an immediate setback when you're playing on PC. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried to switch to weapons that were better suited to that. But I'm just like I am just so bad at these games. I would go up behind people and start shooting them, and they didn't even know I was there, and they'd turn around and kill me. <laughs> like, and that's that just, happened. It's just not fun when that's happening. I was standing in this building. Uh, when I couldn't snipe, of course, and the, I'm standing there, and I, I mean, I've just got this guy dead to rights in front of me. He's outside the doorway. But, man, when I saw him, I hammered on that trigger, and the reticle just went sky high, and he turned around and just laid waste to Oh, me. yeah. And I go, how embarrassing. <laughs> like, just fucking embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. It does, you don't feel good when that happens. No. My God. It's like how do how did I possibly not win that? That's too yeah. old. Yeah, that's the problem. Just think about like my heyday of shooters was probably Halo Three t- t- yeah. time. Mine was Halo One, and it's just ugh, I'm a far cry from from what I once was there. You know, you know mine my heyday was first Modern Warfare. Yeah, I'm certainly not to that level. Uh, I did have a good time getting in the bomber plane. Yeah, you did enjoy that. Although it was, I, I didn't get a single kill in it, which is surprising. You'd think those bombs would have a little bit of a wider area of effect, and I'd keep, I'd like 
take my sniper rifle and go and try and take out a group of guys, and they'd inevitably kill me. So then I'd wait for the bomber to spawn, and then I'd get on the bomber and fly towards them and drop bombs on where I thought they were, and I just didn't get a single kill. And the turning radius on that thing is so bad that you just get chased <sighs> by a fighter plane and get destroyed. <laughs> I tried dropping bombs on vehicles. I don't know. Just not hitting them. Huh. What did you think, Dan? Um, like you guys, like it played very well. Um, but let like Corey, like I was just getting killed from everywhere and just had literally no idea what was going on. Uh, my one and only kill in my, I don't know, I didn't play it for very long, maybe an hour. Uh, I it was from sneaking up on someone and killing them before they before they could figure out where I was shooting them from. Uh, Did you be- run into any troubles with any horses? Uh, I mean, I saw some people charging on horses, but usually my teammates would wipe them out before I, uh, before I could even figure out really what was going on. Pretty much have to gang up on them to take one down. Yeah, uh, they they would shoot the person on the horse. Yeah, and not... the only time I actually won a duel with a horse was when it was across the map, uh-huh. and I shot the guy that was on it. Yeah. Because I said, if I try to kill this horse, I'll be here all afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I, I, I will probably wait for a review. And if I think if the campaign is interesting, I'll probably get it for the campaign. I don't think I'll play the multiplayer. Maybe just a little bit. Um, yeah. I can't see my like you guys. I can't see myself sinking enough time into it to to get good at it. So, are there other modes or just the two that were in this beta? There is. Uh, there will be other modes, a few, but those yeah. are the big ones. Those are I, the big ones. I think I enjoyed the what was the smaller one, the twenty-four Rush. player one, Rush. Yep. I think I enjoyed that more, just because it was more directed. Uh, you you couldn't spawn all over the map, which meant that I kind of knew where the enemies were most of the time. Yeah. So I was able to kind of try to get in position and and do it that way. Um, but when it was just chaos, like I just. I switched to a medic and I was just following Eric around and jabbing him with the <laughs> syringe. <laughs> nice. That was kind of fun. But I don't know, like, I can't really compare this to other Battlefield games because I haven't played Battlefield since 1942. Yeah, that, that was, was like a while ago. A long time ago. So, like, the squad mechanics, I think, are, are really great. But Yeah, that's fun. They've been around, I guess, those mechanics. Yeah, I, I do um... like it more than I liked Hardline. Okay. Hardline was like a weird stepchild of the series to me. Uh-huh. Are those squad mechanics in Call of Duty? Uh, not the same. Okay. I don't. I don't remember to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I also I like that you stick can stick with Call of Duty for like, you know, thirty, forty-five minutes. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, I was gonna say I also like that you can mark targets. That's my favorite thing to do. Yeah. That's one of my th- the things about being a sniper that I love. Uh, one of my favorite things about Battlefield, period, is that you can get points without having to get kills. So that map that we were on does not lend well to being a medic, unfortunately, because it's so spread out. Right. But, you know, on a smaller map, like what I was referring to earlier with the best times I've had playing Battlefield, it was as a medic where I would put my medic bag down uh, in front of an area where there's just a huge firefight, and I would just rack up points. And even if I went 0 and 20, I'd still be, you know, towards the top of our list in terms of points because I did my job. Yeah. Um, 
and as a sniper, you know, if you don't feel like you can get a shot on somebody, at least you can mark them for your teammates. So I always enjoyed that. Yeah, I never really uh, cared about points or anything. I'm all about the KD. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. I'll join the rest of the club. <laughs> Got to keep that KD up. Never mind the objectives. Yeah. But, I didn't I notice uh, the destructible environments as much as they talked about. Did you guys? Um, well, here's the thing. It looks a little bit shitty anyway, because I think because it's the beta. So the the buildings already look a little dilapidated to me. Okay. So ca- when they start falling apart, which they do, I'm not, I did notice it. All right. It didn't really feel or look any different to me. Yeah, because they were already. And I don't know if it's just because of the color palette. I think that's probably mostly what it is for me, is that color palette just is so drab anyway. Yeah. Everything just looks a little bit run down. But... Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't feel as noticeable or stand out as much as like the weather effects did or the the train that could come in. Do you think, Eric, as somebody you probably play more shooters than any of us, uh, do you think the World War One setting takes away anything from like what makes these games like competitive and fun? I guess like I was trying to when I would shoot a gun, see what the recoil was like like is it worse in this game and do you think that hinders it or what no it didn't seem like it to me but again i'd probably have to play them like back to back to really be able to tell but no i didn't just from what i played of the beta i didn't get any sense of that no like i thought it was good it still felt like a decent battlefield game i just i'm just a different at a different time and place in my life so I don't know. If Will wants to split up, I probably would, but I don't know if I'd pay 60 bucks for it right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately, Origin doesn't have, I don't think has any kind of game sharing feature. So well, can't you we always buy it just... on console? Huh? Can't you always just Not log into someone else's? I mean, if I, like, if I were to buy it, Corey wouldn't necessarily be able, unless he logged into my Origin. I guess that would yeah. work. Right. But Will, I'm saying Will and I could game share on yeah. console. Yeah. Which now that I've played it on PC, I'm probably going to hate on console. Oh, yeah. Like Rocket League. Right. I only play on PC now. Do, is there any word on the uh, frame rate on console? Is it 30 or is it 60? I don't know. I never pay attention. I can't I can't tell the difference. Oh, okay. Oh, God damn it. My Skype keeps screwing up. Oh. All right. Any other thoughts? So Battlefield's me. It's good. I mean, I think yeah. people that like Battlefield will like it. Yeah, I think so too. I, as I said, I can only say I thought it played nicely. Uh, it was very yep. ran ran great. What ran very smooth for me. Um, look, a lot of interesting Corey, mechanics. Corey and I ran yeah. into some server issues at one point, but that's to be expected. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What did you think of the tanks? I didn't think. I don't know. I I didn't feel very powerful in a tank. I guess. Yeah, kind of sucks. That's probably for historical accuracy. Yeah, maybe. Because the yeah. the World War One tanks were hunks of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the World War One horses, <laughs> on the other hand, yeah, those are some tough stallions. Sure. That you could get on a, a horse and just keep circling a tank till you destroyed it. Well, Indiana Jones just keep did backing it. Backing away at it. <laughs> Indiana Jones did it. He I did. I will say, the one time I was on a horse. I only did it once. 
uh, and rolling up on somebody and blowing them away with a shotgun on a horse was pretty fucking sweet. Okay. <laughs> that would be probably be my favorite thing to do. Yeah, it was it was pretty great. Charge the lines and start blasting with a shotgun. Did anybody pull off a bayonetta charge? Uh, I came close, but again, like I charged somebody from behind, and then they'd turn around and shoot me. You probably ran right by him, and he just shot you in the back. Oh yeah. I did get bayonet a charge. Bay- bay- yeah, bayonet a bayonet charged. Uh, yeah, so did from I. from oh, behind. Definitely. I was running. Well, the along thing was, and... the guy was right in front of me, and I saw him coming. But by the time I was able to react, I had already been dead for a good ten seconds. Sure. Oh. Damn it. Okay. All right. Uh, shall we get into nibble bits? Sure. Unless we can take a pee break. We can take a pee break if you want. That's up to you. Let's take a pee break. All right. Well, we'll take a pee break and then be back with uh, Nibble Bits, our weeks, probably what we played, and maybe even feedback, right? Just yeah. roll right through it? Roll right through the rest of the episode. Call it a quick episode and watch some fucking football. Yeah, foosball. All right. Yeah, we'll take a quick break and be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 268 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. Uh, we are now in our Nibble Bits segment. Uh, Corey, get us started with Nibble Bits. Interplay. You guys remember Interplay? Oh, yeah. No. It's selling off its IP portfolio. So it includes 70 titles and dozens of characters. And the names I pulled out that I recognize are Earthworm Jim, huh. Free Space, Clay Fighter, Dark Alliance and Descent. Okay. I thought there was a lot more. Because I can vividly picture that Interplay logo. I'm sure they had... Maybe they, maybe they had other stuff that they sold off already. It could be, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't think of that. I gotta probably, look up the logo now. Probably because I'm stupid. But, <laughs> like, the only one I played a lot of would be Earthworm Jim. You didn't play a lot of Clay Fighter? Not a lot. Clay Fighter was fucking great. Just a little. How cool would it be to have a new-gen Clay Fighter game? That would be amazing. I'd be be down for that. Yeah. What about... uh, They should put those games on Steam. Or on... uh, Good old games? Good old games. Yeah, like... I keep saying all that stuff should just... They should just put it it out. PlayStation Now? What was Earthworm Jim? Super Nintendo and Sega? I remember it being on Super Nintendo. I don't necessarily remember anything else. I think it's on Sega. Earthworm Jim. Clay Fighter was SNES, yeah? Yeah. Earthworm Jim yep. is on iPhone, apparently. Oh, really? Oh. I guess I vaguely knew that. Earthworm Jim was on... Earthworm Jim was Super Nintendo. Earthworm Jim 2, I'm sorry. So the first one... SNES. SNES. SNES, yeah. Cool. So there's that. Pokemon Go is coming to Apple Watch by the end of the year. Thank God. <laughs> uh, it'll display nearby Pokemon. It'll alert players when a Pokemon is available for capture. And it monitors your walking distance uh, required to hatch your eggs. That's a nice quality of life. I guess if you have an Apple Watch. Yeah. Uh, and you also play Pokemon Go. I guess it kind of replaces... Two reasons for me to really dislike you. <laughs> I guess it replaces that wearable that they're trying to sell you. 
They really missed the app, missed the boat on that. Yeah. They should have had those available when everyone was playing it. Yep. I, a lot of people are still playing it. Oh yeah, I still play it. I'm not going to I'm not going to knock it, but that wouldn't won't be as isn't as useful to me now as when I first started playing it, you know. Right. So I like it it's supposed to come out next week. I think I don't know if you were going to talk about that, but Nope. Yeah, the the it's the plus is finally coming out next week and I was I was all set to buy one like when it first came out and but yeah. now I'm not going I'm I have no reason to. Yeah, and I'm I, I don't play Pokemon Go anymore, but uh like you said if it was out when I was playing it, I probably would have bought it. Yeah. So they could have got me that first week probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have worked on me. So I thought it was interesting yesterday uh, after the Apple announcement and the PlayStation announcement uh, late in the day what the number one trending topic was, and it was (laughs) Mario coming to iOS. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which made me kind of happy. Sure. Absolutely. Um, It's a – oh, I didn't even write down the name of it. Do we have the name of it? Super Mario Run? Yeah. Super Mario Run, yeah. Uh, It's a one-handed runner. And all you're doing is tapping the screen to make Mario jump, just like Rayman, Fiesta Run. Yeah, there's a few runners. That's games. all I want in a video game. It's uh, I loved Rayman Fiesta Run. I thought it was a fantastic mobile version oh, of Rayman. Maybe I'll check Rayman. it out. Uh, you should. Check out Fiesta Run, Eric. All right. I'll download it. Do it. I think you'll like it. Um, there are – it talked a little bit about like some of the gameplay mechanics, like there are blocks that will change your direction. That was in Rayman Fiesta Run. That happened, too. Uh, there's also blocks that'll start and stop your Mario, which is obviously part of the platforming in some way. But there's also three game modes. There's the typical back-to-back levels, as you'd play a normal Mario game. Uh, there's a competitive coin-collecting challenge that you do with friends. I think that could be kind of fun. Yeah. Especially if we're all playing and competing. That would be great. Uh, and also, it'd be fun to compete with people who have an iPhone that are in your contacts that you don't know of as gamers, you know? I'm not going to call them gamers, Corey. Because, I mean, if if this game is ubiquitous as Pokemon Go is, then, like, everybody's going to be playing it. So it'd be cool to see, like, oh, Aunt Clara is playing Super Mario Run. Let me beat her high score. I think that would be fun. Yeah. So, Corey, when I got on the App Store to get Fiesta Run, uh-huh. first thing on there, Super Mario Run. Yeah. Only on the App Store, sign up for launch day notification. Ooh. Which I, I did. Nice. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah. Um, and the third game mode is that it takes uh, the rewards you get from doing those first two game modes and unlocks items for a customizable Mario's Mushroom Kingdom. I don't know what that looks like, but that's uh, that was the copy anyway. It is a paid app, uh, and it's also coming to Android next year. Uh, Miyamoto actually said, quote, in regards to, to why it's coming to iOS first, for us, the stability of the iOS platform was important in choosing iPhones for the game. Fair enough. Uh, I remember... Nintendo saying that this whole mobile thing, uh, hmm, how to phrase it, that they wouldn't be using their like triple A IP 
to do this big mobile push. Uh, and here's Mario. And earlier this year, we had Pokemon. Yeah. Do you think it's just them seeing the dollar signs and being like, oh, my God? Maybe to an extent. I mean, if that makes them money uh, so that they can, you know, keep putting out, like, great games on their actual console system, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, I think this game will be great. Yeah, and I'm okay. Like, I was against them putting their older classic games on uh, mobile devices just because of the control scheme for of a touchscreen, but I'm fine with them creating, uh, you know, even with with a character like Mario creating an experience designed specifically for a touchscreen device. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. perfectly fine with that, and I'm actually glad they're charging for it. That you know, yep, that's that's perfectly okay with me. Yeah, I, could you, could you imagine a free to play Mario game with microtransactions? <laughs> Just sully the good that'd name. Be, yeah, that would be awful. Yep. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with it. Honestly. Sure. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Uh, this isn't really news, but I just wanted to bring it up. According to Level Five, Nino Kuni's Nino Kuni Two's scale is massive. No release date. There was an interview with uh, the CEO from from Level Five, and he was just talking about Nino Kuni Two. And I just wanted to keep it fresh in everybody's mind. I'm excited for it. Even though I had my issues with the first one. It doesn't matter how excited I get for it. I know I will never play it. You should it's play just it. too long. It's too long, man. You should play Ender All. I, that I do want to play, and I probably will. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. It's all set up for you now, at least. You just yeah. have to fire it up. Speaking of other things nobody cares about, Peter Molyneux's 22 Cans latest game has a page on the iTunes store. It's called The Trail. It's a third-person adventure. Uh, I did a too-long-didn't-read bit about it, and essentially all it is is you adventure down a long trail, collect items, craft, and trade. However, I did pull all of the information off the iTunes store page, if you guys care. Do you care? Sure. Okay. Description. The trail will lead you to adventure and fortune. Beautiful. Take in the view as you walk. The trail through different... to the center of the galaxy. The trail through... Oh, we're... we forgot to mention we're going to talk about that. <laughs> the trail through different landscapes and fantastic vistas. Relaxing. Using only your thumb, swipe and drag to move delightfully along the trail. Designed for everyone to pick up and enjoy. Make your fortune. Travel to the new world to make your fortune. Learn to craft and trade. Build a community. Join a town to unlock more features and work together to make your town the best in the new world. Unique. You've never played anything like The Trail. Your too long didn't read description sounded way more enticing. Yeah, I thought so. But all this uh, is in the wake of the whole goddess goddess debacle. Now what's the deal with that? that? So when Peter Molyneux left Lion's Head, or is it Lion Head? Lion's or Lion? Lion Head whatever lion's gate he made that one game where he had to everybody had to tap to mine that thing oh the yeah, yeah, who yeah got the last tap would be like a god in their goddess game it turned out people liked that game more than <laughs> the game they ended up making the goddess game uh, it's hot garbage from what i understand and the studio <laughs> studio sort of fell apart because of it uh even though molyneux would disagree with that claim but uh yeah that game's a hot mess the studio's in shambles and 
they're they've shifted focus to the trail. So hopefully it uh, it comes back. You put a tur- studio back. Put a turd on the app store and hope it hope it sells to make you some money. Yeah. You never know. I, I like the idea of it. I think it'd be cool, but who knows? Peter Molyneux should have just stayed and made more fables. Yeah. Games are just going right to mobile, aren't they, Dan? Yeah. It's unfortunate. Generally speaking. Hey, are we going to discuss the new iPhone at all or no? We can. I mean, do you know enough about it? Uh, What do you want to know? <clears throat> No, I don't need to know anything about it. I read up about it, but I just was wondering if you want to discuss it because we usually do. I uh, if if I was in the market to buy a new phone, this would probably be the generation where I'd switch to Samsung. Oh, okay. Why is that? Um, I'm not in love with the whole headphones thing. I talked to you a little bit about it, Eric. Oh, but... that's right. I'm I'm not averse to, you know, the way technology's going. I'm not one of those people that doesn't like change. Uh and I think it's it's a novel idea. I just don't think it's ready yet. As somebody who listens to their headphones 7 hours a day, uh a 5-hour charge. I I I hate to have to stop and charge my headphones, and I know it's going to happen where I'll forget to charge my headphones You're and then pissed. and then what am I going to do? No backup. I, I'm assuming yeah. there will be... I think there is already a dongle that you can attach for your headphones. I believe there is. I didn't actually watch the announcement. This is just everything I read, so... um, I just want to make sure... Set of headphones in the box that you can use from day one. You just plug them in and start listening. So you do have headphones. They just plug into your lightning jack. But the AirPod headphones, I think that's what they're called, are like $75 or something, the wireless headphones. Huh. And it does not come with those? No. Okay, so I'm confused. So it comes with wired headphones. Yes. To plug into the lightning jack. An adapter. I guess. Yes. Oh, li- okay. lightning-specific headphones? Or is it yes. an adapter? Uh, are they, they are Is it those shit? Is it the shitty white earbuds that, that they always come with? Yeah, Those things are the fucking worst. But everybody uses them. Why? I, my wife likes them, and I'm like, "What is wrong with you? Have you never used another pair pair of earbuds?" Yeah, they I, literally will not stay in my ear for more than thirty seconds. Nope. And the sound is. I thought it's just that I had fat ears. Or <laughs> I buy seven dollar Panasonic earbuds that are fantastic. Seven dollars. Oh, we might buy the same pair, Dan. Probably. Yeah, I'm, I probably should. I uh, <laughs> I bought. I bought a pair recently because my Sony earbuds that I've been using for a long time finally kicked the bucket. So I bought a pair of Panasonic, and uh, I was clipping bushes, and one of my <laughs> one of my wires got in the way, and I clipped right through <laughs> oh, it. Oh damn it! And it was like a week after I had bought these headphones. So I'm like, ah, fuck. Uh, but I bought another pair because they fit into my ears like perfectly, and the little uh, rubber earbud part is really hard to pull off. Yeah. Which is nice because when you lose those fuckers and you're out in the field, uh, you get pissed. Yeah. Those so. those headphones are incredibly sturdy too. I used to go through a pair of headphones like once a month uh, in our in our former place of employment. 
Uh, and once I, I upgraded the Panasonic ones, like they just got like really dirty and gross long before I was, uh, you know, before they ended up dying and I would replace them just cause they were dirty and covered in earwax and dirt and grass and stuff. So I would replace them for that reason. Yeah. I think uh, I even sprung and got like $50 earbuds a couple different times that lasted about a month. See, I don't, I don't really listen to, um, anything with headphones in usually. So it's not a huge deal for me, but yeah. man, when I decide to, and I use those earbuds, I want to do physical harm to somebody. Yeah. Those things are garbage. Ugh. Oh, they're called ear pods. Ear pods. Or no, air pods. What the? F- they didn't call them eye ears. <laughs> I get it. Oh, the ear pad, <laughs> the ear pods are the wired ones. Okay. I think. And they look, do they look the same? Yeah. So it's the same thing, but they're wireless or Bluetooth. The AirPods are Bluetooth. Those are the wireless ones that are like. Are, are they the same thing as the shitty white ones? Yeah. Or is it like a better quality? The well, they. I don't know. I I don't know by looking at the picture, but the picture looks very similar. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember uh, in college, my my friend Matt had Bluetooth headphones, and this was when did I graduate? I graduated college in two thousand nine. Sure. So this was a long time ago, but the quality was shit, and it would cut out like if you even lifted your head up a little bit further from where your device was, like it would cut out. I know technology has improved quite a bit, but huh. I don't know. The camera's supposed to be really good on the new iPhone. Yeah, see, I don't really, I don't necessarily care. But the it's also really has good on me the new thinking Samsung. About it is the upgraded storage capacity because I'm always on the brink of um, filling my storage due to the number of podcasts I download. Yeah. So the base storage now is 32 gigs for the lowest. And that's that's enticing. That's me. enticing for sure. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I talked to the wife about it. She kind of talked me out of it, which I'm I'm happy about. You know. Yeah. So I don't necessarily need it after after my phone um, shit the bed with the latest update, and I had to erase everything. It's working perfectly now. It's just the storage that's really got me. Yeah. Got me by the short hairs. Are you? Uh... Have you dropped your phone in water in the past, Eric? <laughs> no. Because I guess this this new one is toilet proof. It's water resistant. Yeah, it can survive a like a drop in the toilet. That sounds like your kind of phone, there, Spark. Well, Does I it mean, say anything about paint? Sony's been making that phone for a while. <laughs> I don't know anything about paint. <laughs> Didn't you drop yours in paint? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I did. Is, <laughs> okay, is it paint proof? Is like, the question. Maybe it was somebody else. I thought it was Corey. No, ever since I bought this life proof, man. You're good. Although the replacement life proof case I got has already broken. The headphone jack has a little thing that screws in there, so when you don't have something plugged in, it's still waterproof, and that little door broke off again. Oh, boy. <laughs> but you just call them, and they'll replace it, so. Nice. Can't complain. All right. I would iPhone track. Yeah, I would I would say not worth it, honestly. I don't know. It's the same price as a 6S though and you're getting more storage. 
I guess the only thing is the headphones, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. That's not enough of... I don't know. I I probably would get this iPhone if I was upgrading, even though earlier I said I wouldn't. Only because I'm in the ecosystem. Yeah, you know, that's I my have, thing. It's just so easy to use. It is. It's, you don't have to think about anything. Last time I switched to Android base, I was like, why did I do this? Yeah. I don't I don't need to customize anything. I just Yeah. It's, to, it's like it's like buying a console as opposed to a PC for Right. Me. You have to redo everything. Yeah. Like I have like my calendar is set for decades in this, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean like I have all I have like my wife's work schedule is built into my calendar and like yeah. it's just it just works. Not to mention all the apps. Yeah. I have like I've paid for these apps. There, I'll have them forever. I know how to clear the history really easily if I want to watch porn on my phone. <laughs> what they no. need to do is they need to remove uh, the tie-ins to iTunes because iTunes is still terrible. So I thought they had already done that. I mean, I haven't had iTunes on a computer in a very long time, but there's been times where I've needed or wanted to do something through on my phone that required iTunes and I've just had to not. Yeah. Because I I refuse to install iTunes. On there, my computer? Yeah. There are some yeah. third party apps that kind of bypass that, but iTunes is pretty bad. Yeah, iTunes sucks. I like the subscription. Is that is that Apple Music? Is that what it is? It's a waste I do of like money, that. man. What are you crazy? I like to be able to pick a song. You know how, like, Spotify and Pan- Pandora, the free ones, you can't pick what song you want? Spotify? YouTube Music. Yeah, the, the free one. You can't pick the song. You on Spotify? Pick... Yeah. You can't pick what song you listen to? Not on the mobile no, version. No, like, you can't just pick whichever song you want unless you pay for it. You, on... could pick it. you can, like, pick an artist and it will play in play order list. or something like that, but you can't just pick a random-ass song. Really? I don't think so. I know you can't on Pandora, but I was 99% sure you could on Spotify. Oh. No, I don't think you can. Not unless you're a premium subscri- subscriber. Really? Yeah. yeah. Maybe you're paying for that's... it and don't know it. No, I, I know I've been paying for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we're no, talking no, about. No, the, no, free free version, the free version you can The free version you can't. The free one you cannot choose a song on. No. I don't believe so. And you have a limited number of skips, just like Pandora. Yep. Hmm. I didn't and know like, that. I I don't I don't like that. Like I need I want to be able to pick what I listen to. Like I don't like. I'm very picky about my music. You yeah. know what I mean. Even bands that I like, like I want to listen to certain songs all the time. And I don't know. I really like the Apple Music thing. I think it's pretty pretty well done. I did the trial and was happy forward? happy with Spotify. Oh, I like it better. Well, that's because you're an Apple fanboy. Big idiot. Apple fanboy. Yep. How'd we get down this rabbit hole? Oh, some asshole brought up the new iPhone. I'm done with nibble bits. Let's just... Who's up? Move on. Eric's turn for nibble bits. My turn? Okay, Dan. Well, let's go back to Nintendo, then. Good. Unfortunately, with the great news of Super Mario Run, they also not so loudly announced that Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing mobile offerings have been delayed. Mm-hmm. And will not be out by the end of this year. That's kind of a bummer. It is a bummer. Yeah, I think I've, I've mentioned before. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what they do with Animal Crossing. 
Yeah. Yeah, I think that could translate pretty well. Uh, but you know, if Super Mario Run is any indication, that looks pretty awesome. So, and they'll make a pretty penny off of that for sure. Oh yeah. God, I saw people are predicting that it's gonna be downloaded a billion times or something like that. I could totally see that. Isn't that nuts? And they could probably charge five dollars for it, no problem. Oh, I'd pay five bucks for it in a heartbeat. Yeah. Man, didn't they just struck gold with Mario? I mean, is there anything else? Like, well, you saw the end of the closing ceremonies at the uh, Rio Olympics. I, I heard about it. I didn't see it. They've <laughs> the president was it the president of Japan? Yeah, yeah. The dressed up as Mario yeah. to promote the Tokyo uh, Winter Olympics. Yeah. Well, I mean, is there anything bigger to come out of Japan ever than Mario? Apparently, they wanted him to do Pokemon. Oh, really? Yeah, well, I could have seen that too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I but guess do you think the they po- decide they argued that uh, Mario is more recognizable yeah. internationally than as a, as one character too. You know, the Pokemon is is how many different Pokemon? You know, Pikachu. The one and Pikachu only. would probably be the most recognizable one, uh, but no, you know, none of the characters necessarily would be super recognizable. You could throw a Geo dude out there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Executor. Yeah. No one, yeah. would know, no one would know what that was. But you're right, Pikachu would probably be the one if they were going to do a Pokemon. Uh, speaking of Pikachu and Electronic Shock, Rumble Mode is out in Rocket League, and one of the power-ups involves Electric Shock. Nice. Um, I tried it for a couple matches. There's 11 randomized power-ups. It's... Uh, kind of similar to mario kart with the power-ups it's a, it's on a cooldown timer so every 10 seconds you get a new one well after you use it but uh so some of the ones that i saw was a magnetized car a like big boxing glove flies out of your car and punches the ball there's a, a your car gets enveloped in spikes what? so if you go near the ball it sticks to your car so you can just like drive it into the coal um there's like a plunger that attaches to the ball and pulls it back to you um where's some of the other ones frozen like, ball i see yep frozen ball there's one that makes it so you um make your opponent explode when you touch them what? no matter what um i think that's all i can remember this looks insane i'm watching the video yeah, see, that's the thing for me. Like, I like just a two-player Rocket League match, you know? That's my thing. So, Rumble, for me, I don't know. It'd be fun if we were sitting around having a few beers or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. But if I'm going to play Rocket League by myself, it's just going to be regular-ass Rocket League. Sure. It was okay. Whatever. So you did try it? Yeah, I tried it. Uh... Yeah, you were sitting right here. Oh. <laughs> It was before we started recording. I tried it. You weren't saying anything, though. I didn't. I don't know. Yeah, because I didn't think it was all that great. Oh, all right. I mean, whatever. It's kind of a cool mode, but it'll it'll wear off pretty quickly, I'm sure. But yeah, that's out today. Yeah. Rumble mode. Go play Tor- Rocket. There's a little tornado thingy. Yes, there's a tornado as well. So it okay. kind of throws the ball. Yeah. Nice. I don't know. The only Rocket League I've seen of late is uh, on the subreddit. People post crazy goals, and I'm just like, yeah, I'm never going to be that good. 
Me either. I've I've definitely hit my peak. A while ago. Yeah. I've plateaued now. I'm just okay. People will like, will like bounce it up in the air and then just fly up to it and just push it into the goal. Oh yeah. It's it's insane. It's insane. How they have that kind of control over the car in the air is beyond me. I have no idea. Because I immediately lose all ability to do anything when my car goes in the yep. air. Yep. I see it up in the air, I fly up towards it, I miss, and that's the end of it. <laughs> At least I go you... flying over it. <laughs> At least you can I, do that. And the next time I'll compensate and go under it. Yep. You know? Yeah. At least uh, you can do that. I haven't figured out the flying in a game scenario. Can't do the aerials? No. Glued to the ground. Embarrassing for us. God, it's the best game of all time, though. God bless it. It's good, it's that's good it for game. me. Okay. Uh, how's your week, Eric? Uh, guy, you know, it was good. I don't really think I did too awful much, Dan, to be honest with you. Nothing I can really think of. Mom's coming down this weekend, so I'm excited to see her. Got uh, We're going to go out to dinner tomorrow night. And my boss gave me free tickets to this thing going on up at uh, Monticello um, this weekend. So we're going to go to that. Um, hit the farmer's market. And then Buffalo Bills Sunday, baby. It oh, has yeah. returned. Damn. Foosball already. My mom is a very big Bills fan, so she's going to come down and we're going to watch the season opener together and maybe get some pizza and wings or something great. Eric, did uh, did did you do your your season uh, prediction? No, I can. You want me to pull up the schedule? N- no, I don't really care that much. <laughs> okay. I just, I, I just Damn, think I got excited for a second. I just think it's fun when you do it because it's like <laughs> the way you do it. It's like you get like twelve games in, and you're like, "Can they be ten and two? I think they can't." And then they never quite get to ten and two. Well, let's do it. Real All right. Quick. Yeah. Real there's real no quick. no reason not to. All right. You know, I thought to myself the other day, "I, go, I wonder if we're going to do that this year," and I go, eh, "Probably not." It's tradition, right. I think. All right. So we start out with the Ravens this weekend. Uh, I actually. I know the first four games because we talked about this at work. I have the Bills going three and one after four games, so I have a win at the Ravens. I have a win home opener against the Jets on Thursday night football. There's not a chance in hell they're losing that game. Uh, ooh, hold on now. Then they play the Cardinals. Now, somebody told me that was on the road, but it is in Buffalo. Are you gonna, are you going 4-0, no, Eric? No, no, let's stick loss there. We'll stick loss. And then we're at the Patriots. I'm going to say win there only because Brady's suspended. Oh, that's right. He's missing four. That's the last game he's going to be out. Right? Yeah. Okay, so after that, at the Rams, I'm going to say win, 5-1. and one. Home to the 49ers, 6-1. and one. Yeah. At, at the Dolphins, I'll go loss there, 6-2. and two. Patriots with Brady back will go 6-3. and three. At the Seahawks, Monday Night Football, that's a six and four. Gonna hit a skid there midseason. Then we get to bye week, and we're at the Bengals, six and five. It's coming back down to earth. The bang are the Bengals gonna be good this year? They're always tough. Fuck. Then we get the Jaguars. There's a win. That's in Buffalo. All right, back in a win. Seven and five, going at the Raiders. Seven and six. Home to the Steelers. I'll go win there. I'll say eight and six. Then Browns and Buffalo, nine and six. Dolphins and Buffalo, ten and six. 
and it comes down to at the Jets to make the playoffs. Yes. We know Buffalo. <laughs> We're going 10-7 and seven and missing the playoffs. Oh, Damn. man. Oh, wait, that's too many games. Yeah. That's too many games. What did I do? I don't know what I did. 9-7? and seven? Yeah, let's go 9-7. and seven. Nine I'd probably seven. put an extra win in there. Sure. How about Nine Tim Tebow seven? signing with the Mets? That's stupid. <laughs> Is he going to play in Binghamton? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I think it'd be funny. I'd go see him on two for Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Jake likes the Ravens. That's weird, isn't it? Aren't you a Ravens fan, Jake? You I poor bastard. Yes, I think he is. Yeah, I really don't think the Ravens are going to win. Who do they even have anymore? Flacco? Ray Rice is too busy beating his old lady up. Who else do they got? I'm really out of the loop. I have no idea. I have no idea either. I don't know anything about football. Yeah, I get Smith still playing. I get into it after it takes me a couple weeks, and I'll I'll have figured it out all out. But I know the Giants division is going to be garbage this year, so they might win by default. <laughs> They're not going to be good, but they might win by default. So. The Bills division is pretty solid. I well, you always have, you have the Patriots, so they're Patriots, always going to be good. Yeah. We got to capitalize on that game without Brady. That's yeah. The thing. Yeah. We have any any chance you have to win that game? Who's their back? back Garoppolo. Yeah, J- Jimmy Garoppolo. Janine. Janine oh. Garoppolo. <laughs> I was gonna say it, Corey. You beat me to it. Uh, All right. Well, while we're on the subject of football, should I run through my fantasy team quick? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay, so at QB, I've got B Bortles. Blake Bortles. My starting from the, QB from the Jags. Yeah, I think he did all right last year, but I don't. I don't. I'm not a believer yet. Okay. Uh, wide receiver K. Allen. Yeah. Eh. Wide receiver J. Macklin. Eh. Wide receiver M. Jones Jr. Eh. Running back E. Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott. I think he's a rookie. Cowboys. Yeah. Who knows? Running back Eddie Lacy. Eh. He's fat. Tight end A. Gates. Yeah, he's usually a solid play. Uh, running back, Jay Hill. Who's he play for? Cincinnati. Jeremy yeah, Hill. Yeah, I think he's the second running back there. Over Bernard. Giovanni Bernard, Bernard. Uh, yeah, so, I, I, you know, you never know. Depends on uh, who's hot. Bernard will get injured at some point. QB, M. Mariota. Nah. Running back, T. Coleman. I don't know him. Wide receiver, T-Sharp. I don't know him. Tight end, Z Miller. You got a bad team, dude. <laughs> Running back, T-Hightower. Tim Hightower, who's he with now? New Orleans. God, he's washed up. Kickers, B. Walsh. Blair Walsh. Blake Walsh. Blair Walsh. Is that the Vikings? Yeah. They're hurting. They got their quarterbacks out. Kicker, they'll, Jay they'll, Brown. They'll be kicking a lot of field goals. Suspended. Well, here's the thing, Corey. You don't need two kickers. Defense, New England. It's usually a solid bet. Uh, Defense, Baltimore. Well, certainly don't start them this week because they're about to get fucked up. (laughs) And then uh, some shitty defensive players. Yeah, I have a garbage team. It gave me a C-. Your team's fucking bad. (laughs) (laughs) Auto-draft? Yeah, well, I always go with the auto-draft because, like, two times – 
when I've auto drafted, I won the championship. So I wonder, why wouldn't I auto draft again? I wonder if they're handicapping the auto draft a little bit. Because I had to auto draft too. I f- I forgot the draft was going on. I usually oh like I to knew take part. I knew uh, the first day they were going to do it, and then they rescheduled it. I yeah. knew when that was happening, and I still didn't show up. And then they rescheduled it again, and I still didn't show up. <laughs> so I dropped out of my fantasy football league this year. Yeah, I mean, you're off. The, our, uh, this one's a family one, and it, yeah. there's no money involved, so I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, that's true. And the guy who runs it, my cousin, uh, plays in my fantasy hockey league every year, so. Yeah. Doing him a favor more than anything. Yeah. yeah. I know nothing about get, football. I won't watch the a single game. League. You know what? I will watch football if the Giants make the playoffs, but that's the only time. Typical Giants fan. Yeah. Hey, I watch football. A lot I of football. I hate the Giants. I put uh, I usually watch football. Like I'll I'll put it on and I'll watch the Giants, and then I I just leave it on like all through Sunday, and and I watch the Monday yeah. game too. Yeah, I'm excited. I really am. You know, I I wasn't leading up to it, but I I remembered at lunch. I go, oh shit, football's on tonight. And then I remembered I had to come talk to you, <laughs> and miss. Who cares? Nobody cares about the Thursday game. So I'll know. It's just because it's. A fr- I will next week because it's Bills Jets, baby. Although Sunday's gonna be a long football day, right? Aren't they doing the London games? Oh, they have morning, like nine a.m. Morning games. I don't know. It's gonna go like nine to midnight <laughs> or something. Jake says talk is cheap. Eric. I see that. Yeah, I guess we'll see, won't we? Uh, that's. Good. I'm feeling pretty confident about this game. Did you guys want to talk about No Man's Sky yet? Dave Dave wants to hear it, and I think he has to go. Has Dave got more? Just want to wait. We Sorry, could... Dave, you're going to have to wait. Let, let's finish our weeks, and then we'll do right. No Man's Sky. My week's probably going to be long. I've got a lot to talk about. <laughs> that's, well, that's fine. That's fine, but I just want to talk about one more thing briefly. Let's hear it. Yeah. Have you guys ever seen the TV show Galavant? I've, I've heard of it. Heard of it. I love it. That's the, the comedy, awesome. right? It's a comedy musical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> set set in, in like medieval ages. Medieval ages. Yeah. It. It's <laughs> it's one of those things where you're just like watching it and thinking about how dumb it is, but you can't stop. You know? I watched the first episode. It was an ABC show. They already canceled it after two seasons. Um, but it's very just like Broadway silly musical stuff. But I'm hooked. Mm-hmm. What channel? It it was on ABC. Now it's on Netflix. I'll check it out. If you're into it, I I, I love musicals. I've always been a big fan of theatre. So right. it fits in there, and it's and, it, and it's medieval fantasy. So you know it scratches that itch a little bit. I want my life to be a musical. We should do a start, musical podcast. Start singing all the time. We could. Let's do a musical uh, podcast about sex. There you go. There. Okay. Now we're hitting all the bases. Yep. yep. That's the one. <clears throat> go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Just want to throw Galavan out there. Um, yeah. So I talked about it at the beginning of the episode, but uh, mine and my wife's twins were born this this week. Uh, her birthday was on Monday, and uh, it's actually her mom's birthday too. So. Uh, the joke in the family was, oh, I hope they're born on your birthday and, you know, your your mom's birthday. Uh, 
So we had gone to my parents' house on on Labor Day, which was the the fifth, uh, my wife's birthday. Um, she woke up that morning actually saying, you know, I don't feel right. Something something's weird. Like I don't, you know, not sick, but whatever, a little bit off. Uh, so you know, we went through the whole day at my parents' house and swam and all that stuff, and got home. And I was I was playing Civ for a little bit uh, before bedtime. You know, my my kids like to wind down and. My daughter was in the kitchen playing with Play-Doh, and my son was watching something on the computer. Uh, and I was just about ready to start getting them ready for bed, and, and my wife yells into me, oh, I think I think my water broke. And I was like, oh, boy. Because, you know, our family likes to be mentally prepared for things, Yeah, as you well know, Corey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was completely out of left field uh, for me. So it was, that was about 9.30. We finally got to the hospital at about, I would say, 10 uh and that's not bad turnaround no we got to the hospital about at about 10 uh yeah because we had like we had to pack shit and stuff uh luckily we're only about 10 minutes away from the hospital um so yeah we had to pack a few things we took the kids with us actually because my daughter was born so quickly that uh she was born uh, i think half an hour after we got to the hospital so we just took the kids and, and my parents came and picked them up shortly later uh nothing happened for a little while until about 12 30 uh, she started having like heavy contractions, uh, and the nurse that was on, on staff like wasn't uh, was a little lackadaisical. Oh, um, she's like, yeah, you know, you're probably not even That's gonna comforting. have, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna have the baby, uh, the babies on on my shift. You know, it'll probably be sometime like later, later tomorrow morning or or what have you. So, like I said, she started the heavy contractions at about twelve thirty. At one thirty, they checked the the you know cervix. Yeah, the yeah the the amount and uh, to be born, it's usually ten centimeters. Well, she was six and a half dilated mm-hmm. at one thirty, uh, and then at one forty four, the first one was born. Uh, wow. So it, yeah, that went that far within, and you know that was an hour and fifteen minutes from uh, from there. Uh, so yeah, she had, because it all happened so fast, the doctor wasn't even in the, in the delivery room. The, the nurse had to deliver the first one, um, because he hadn't gotten there yet. They hadn't called because they, they didn't think, uh, she was going to have the baby so quickly. We told them all along, like how quickly my daughter was born. So, uh, we warned them, of course. They don't Uh, give a shit. (laughs) Assholes. Yeah. Uh, luckily the, the, and the second twin was born six minutes later. Luckily the doctor had gotten in there in that six minute window. Uh, but yeah, it was all, they were both delivered naturally. My wife didn't even have time to get any pain medication. So it was all That's insane. Just straight up delivery of twins. Did you, were you playing your 3DS? No, I was, uh, you know, I was doing the, Dan the, hu- passed out the husband thing. I, you know, I always wondered if I would, cause I don't like that sort of thing. It, it freaks no. me out. Um, so I just kind of stay up by the, cause they want you to cut the umbilical cord and I'm like, did you do it? No, absolutely not. They don't, do you get to snip the doodle? No, the doctor has to do the, the, do the circumcision. Don't they do that right away though? No, not for ours. Uh, because they, they, it was six weeks early, six and a half weeks early. They were born. Uh, she was, my wife was due like mid, mid October, mid to late October. I don't, we figured they would be coming early, but not this early. Uh, so yeah, they were born. One was four pounds, five ounces. One was three pounds, 13 ounces, which is pretty decent sized. Um, for that early. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
but yeah, they they're they've been in the NICU since. Uh, they've got best case scenario they'll be home next Friday, but it'll pro- that'll probably be in the in the NICU for a little longer than that. But they're healthy. They're healthy. They are healthy. Yep. They're slowly being taken off the systems that that they they needed to be on when they were first born. Uh, so that's good. Uh, my wife goes in every three hours to feed them. Wow. Uh, yeah. She's... Did, did she mark their wrists? No, they're in that they, because they're like labeled in their uh, <laughs> in their uh, their things that I think it's called the isolette that they're in now, uh, which like regulate their temperature and stuff while they're while they're still so little. So they're labeled for right now, uh, but we are going to figure out a labeling system. We're not sure yet actually if they're identical or not. There's a possibility Tattoos, they could be Dan. identical. We've got to we've got to do something uh, because Tattoos, I will be the sure. idiot that mixes them up. Well, yeah. So their their isolette uh, has their name on it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Did you? So the, you guys just committed? Uh, okay, this name goes to the older one. We had had one name picked out, kind of like we were deciding names while she was in labor. Yeah. We weren't. We were still not sure. Uh. So yeah, we had had one name that we liked that was the first one. And then the second one took some deliberation after they were both born and, and like in the NICU. But yeah, one was delivered at 144, one was delivered at 150. Uh, after that, like, you know, we visited with uh, her, 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 both of her parents were there. Uh, so we visited with them. We got to bed at about five o'clock that morning Not after bad. all of it. Uh, I got up at like 6 30 or 6:45 to go home to be with the the our kids at home to play crusader oh no <laughs> no there was no there was no gaming i had very little energy left nah, i'm teasing um, but the hard part was like we had picked tuesday and when my, my son started kindergarten today so we had picked the tuesday and wednesday to get all this kindergarten stuff all set like where he's supposed to go we were supposed to walk him through you know all, all that stuff make sure all of his paperwork was done uh, so I, you know, I had to do all that stuff uh, on no sleep, and you know, he's a little freaked out about all this stuff because you know, mom, mom was at the hospital, and he wasn't a- he, because they're in the NICU. He wasn't able to see the the babies at all. So it's just been one thing after the other. And I had two computers I had to build today for my my employment. So it's been uh, it's been a busy couple days. Well, you did it, Dan. Yeah, you did. Yeah, like I said, and uh, every time you guys go and have a kid, I start to think maybe I should have a kid. <laughs> yeah, damn you. Yeah, so I'm up to four now. You know, I I try to visit the the twins every day, but I I didn't get the chance today just because it was like I said, it was my son's first day of kindergarten and yeah. all so that now stuff. It's just you and uh, the daughter hanging out, right? Yeah, I mean the the wife's home now. She came home yesterday, actually. Uh, so she's well, that's home. right. Like she's said, not she's not working, obviously. No. Nope, she's, she's feeling good. Yeah, actually, very, very good. Good. Yeah. So, that should be fun. Congrats, buddy. Thanks. Thinking about calling it quits? Or? Well, we're definitely calling it quits. We don't want to <laughs> run the risk of having twins again. Yeah. So, are you gonna you're gonna get a vasectomy then? No. You getting snipperood? Nah. Snip, snap, snip, snap. <laughs> you have no idea the physical toll that three vasectomies uh... has on a person. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, we should be good. All right. There's you know, ways around it. Well, not just, not just that, but, you know, if something were to happen, it'd be like, oh, well, whatever. 
we're not anti having another one. We're we're yeah, just not give it like ten years and then decide we're, again. We're not gonna yeah, we're not revisit. gonna try revisit it. Revisit it in ten years. So I didn't have any time to play any games really. I played a little bit of Civ, um, and then not much time to prep either. Well, so. Dan, we'd like you to try and fit a little more gaming into your schedule. I next actually, week. I actually think yeah. I'm gonna play some games tonight when I go upstairs. I'm getting tired of this bullshit, honestly. <laughs> Slacker. You know, every week I bring at least Rock League to the table. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing Civ, actually. I wanted to try the Game of Thrones uh, mod for Civ. Oh. But I started a game as a Roman Empire. Uh, I keep playing it the same way. I keep saying I'm going to play it differently, but the money-making empire, that's just how I play. Yeah, I can't imagine playing it a different way than what I have. Yeah, it just which works. Is don't do anything oh, okay <laughs> coast just wander around. coast yeah yeah nice don't attack just uh, click the next turn button yeah pretty much all right uh do we want to spoil no man's sky now yeah let's do it let's let's hear it eric what happens what happens when you get to the Days center of the galaxy? Uh, well let me first tell you i'm glad you're sitting down for this okay okay picture this <laughs> you find the center of the galaxy you jump to it with your hyperdrive. Yes. Okay? Yeah. The screen kind of starts to go. So this is like 40 hours worth of yeah, yeah. mining and crafting. The screen goes like some shades of purplish pink. And it appears to be a black hole of some sort. No. So you go into this black hole of some sort. And, you know, you see these colors... You come out to the other side, you just start over. You're really? just on a new planet. Oh. <laughs> Pretty fucking cool, right? <laughs> Wait, with your with your shit or oh yeah, new or... yeah. No, it's just you're so on a new planet. Is that like new game plus or what? I I don't think so. What would the plus be? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because usually the plus means like high, uh, more difficult. The plus is uh, sixty dollars to Hello Games. That's even more disappointing than I was expecting. Yeah, I was. I expecting thought it would something. at least be something cheesy, but it's just nothing. Yeah, no, it's nothing. You go through, and then the screen turns white, and it says "push square to initiate," and you're just on a new planet. Uh, and I saw the guy who like clicking through his menus, like he was looking for like, like what did I get something? Like what? It was just nothing. Oh. How many Atlas stones did you have, Eric? Me? Yeah. None. Huh. That guy had a shit ton. I had like six or seven, I think. Or have. So that is the big. The big goal of the game is to get to the center of the galaxy to yeah. so that you can start over. I think you go through a black hole. Well, there's the Atlas path, too. I don't know what that entails, but apparently that I heard that was disappointing, too. I don't know what that what that ending's like. I'm so glad. I watched a couple videos to see a couple different things, and it was the Just same that. on both of them. I'm so glad I did not spend any money on this game. I'm a little pissed off that you didn't, and then you didn't spend the time to beat it. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> Corey. Corey goes 
just somehow musters up the the gall to get to the center of the galaxy only to find out that he just plays it again i okay so i i i subscribe to the no man's sky subreddit and are those people that are like still playing this game and posting shit are they lying to themselves i don't know what they could possibly be doing one guy posted today so the post that showed up on my front page today was i thought i had seen everything until these guys showed up and it was just these like stupid looking birds (laughs) with these big like hooks behind them and i'm fucking sick i'm thinking to myself i'm like really the (laughs) only The, what was the one guy you were talking about? The coolest thing that happened to him? What oh was my it? god! He thought he Finding... was coming up. Yeah, he was coming up on a big pillar of what he thought was something. Uridium. Yeah, and it turned out to be a different resource. And, and yeah, he was it like, turned out to be palladium. <laughs> and his quote was, "It was the craziest thing I had seen." On <laughs> <laughs> his thirty hours on this one planet. The only oh, the man. the only thing I can see from no man's sky is playing it for cathartic reasons. Cause it is, it is a relaxing game and that's, that's the only reason I could see people continuing to play it until you realize you paid. For it. And there's about a hundred relaxing games. I would suggest over no man's sky. Yeah. That, that's Jerky. the only reason I could, I could see flower. Maybe that's a, that's an article idea. Hi, honey. Uh, games I would, relaxing games I would suggest over No Man's Sky. Sure, that's not, that's not a bad idea. Okay. But yeah, that's the big ending, fellas. Huh. Sorry, I made you wait a couple weeks to hear that. Well, we forgot last week. Yeah. That's our it's, fault. <clears throat> I'm disappointed in the spoiler. Because <laughs> there was nothing to spoil. The. <laughs> You telling me wasn't even exciting. No, of course it wasn't. What the? F- Just picture it though. You go to the white screen and it says "Hit Square to Initiate." And you're like, "Oh my God, what could it be?" New oh, planet. Shit. I'm just on a new. Start on the outside. Planet. Wow. Do you think? And I know. You know I what think should have done. What's that? It should have been that when you find the center of the galaxy. All the planets from that point on look like what they advertise. <laughs> That's when the game actually starts? That's New Game Plus. There that would be awesome. Now that I could get a good chuckle out of. Yeah. I think That's I know the idea. I think I know the answer to this, but do you guys think that the game has secrets that you know, the type no. of the type of game that'll have <laughs> no, secret okay, that that's what I figured you were gonna say, but No. And I only know that because of all the like, oh, this is the craziest thing I've seen. Exactly. Posts, and it's just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So, no, there are no secrets. Okay. Dave said it sounded a lot like tonight's sex. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Gonna be revelatory, or not? And you have it, and you just. Nah, I don't going know. To bed. That's brutal. That is brutal. It's brutal. I don't... Like, how did that game come out? 
Do you think it got forced out by Sony? They were just like, all right, guys, you just have to. Sean Murray can't possibly be proud of that game. Has he tweeted? I haven't, not that I've seen. I know he you went know, dark for a while. You know there. somebody would have found it, or it would be on the news or something, you know? I don't think he's tweeted since we have a patch. I think people are going to be happy with it, which was like a month ago. Yeah. It was like the day after the game came out. It's already Sean been mostly forgotten. Murray, August 18th. We're totally focused on customer support right now, then we'll move on to improving and adding features to the game. So, uh, almost a month ago. Yeah. I feel bad for him. So do I. I think... I don't think this is the game he wanted to make. No. I think he's a victim of... everything. The hype train! Yeah. Which has the better ending, The Witness or No Man's Sky? Absolutely The Witness. It's not even close. Do you want to spoil the ending for us? I don't remember it enough to do it justice. Damn. But at least but it had like, an, it had an ending. Yeah. It's kind of funny. The ending is? Yeah. Nice. I'm going to watch a video of it. I actually thought about going back and trying to play it again. Um, it, You'd probably get through it a lot quicker. It was a great fucking game. Yeah. For most of it. I remember... I don't know, I probably don't need to really talk about this right now, but God, when that game came out, it was literally all I could think about and all I could tell everyone about. Yeah. That so game was a good time. What's next on the agenda tonight, boys? Still on what we played, I think. Oh, what we played. Well, uh, have... Yeah, I briefly touched NHL 17 today. Mm-hmm. Um, I could only play San Jose versus Pittsburgh, which pissed me off. Um, I don't know. It feels a little bit slow to me. Now, you can fidget with the settings and make it more arcadey. Um, it asks you. There's, like, four categories of, like, you know, skill level, familiarity with game, uh, hockey games, arcade, uh, realistic, whatever the other two choices were. So I'm wondering if I shouldn't try the the more arcadey to see if I like it better. Just what, to hopefully it speeds it up a little bit because I felt like my players were in quicksand. What uh what about online? You probably don't have a choice, right? That I do not know. I I it wasn't done downloading the whole thing yet. So I only got to play like, you know, the bare bones. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I don't know, it just felt a little bit slow to me. Okay. I couldn't get anything going offensively in the zone. Like, it was all go into the zone and either get knocked off the puck or take a slap shot the second I got in. Uh-huh. You know, I felt like my my defenders were slow to get in. And my player was so slow to turn around if I had the puck that, you know, if I even tried to, I'd just lose it. Somebody would come over and hit me and take the puck. Oh, so doesn't... I couldn't, you know, pass it back to a defender. You know, it's just, I don't know. That doesn't sound like fun. No. I mean, I'll, I'll, I have 10 hours to play with it, so I'll give it an honest shake. That's all they give you is 10 hours? For EA Access, yeah. 10-hour trial. Why don't they just give you unlimited? You're already paying for it. The game, You already bought the game, right? Or no, no, you no, didn't. no, no, no. It's, gotcha. it's part of the EA Access package. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Ten, 10 hours is pretty good, I think. I mean, yeah, that's by a, that time, yeah. you, know, you know what you're getting. Yeah. 
So that's all. That's all I played other than Rocket League, Dan. Okay, Corey, what do you got? I've been uh, really pushing Hearthstone, guys. I was I planned on hitting Legend this month. All right. Um. So I talked to you guys. Last week about that hunter deck that summons the one one that summons the ten ten on turn three or four. Yep. Um, so I've probably played eighty games with that deck, and when I hit that combo, I've only lost once. Uh-huh. Damn. When I actually hit that combo, um, I tied oh, once with it. it. Yeah. Uh, and I probably have about forty five fifty wins in eighty games, so just above fifty percent. Which is kind of where you want to be. Uh, You want to be closer to 60 because you want to hit those win streaks every now and again that push you up. But I hit rank 11, which is the best I've ever been. And you've got plenty of time. Yeah, and I still have. It's uh, September 8th. But I have played a ridiculous amount of Hearthstone. (laughs) And that's what it is. Back on the wagon. Well, that's what's frustrating about it is it's not like how good you are, how good your deck is. Because the way they do matchmaking, they want you to only win 50% of your game. Yeah, you can get a little bit better than that uh, with a good deck, and if you're really good, but you still have to play a ton of Hearthstone to hit Legend. Hmm. Like, an unreal amount of Hearthstone. So, yeah, like, I think for most people, it's not a matter of skill or deck, it's just a matter of time. Like, I was just gonna ask, like, what sets apart the, like, best players? They just play it all the time. I mean, there's definitely a skill uh, level to to it's also you have to be you have to be good to hit legend in hearthstone there's no question about it a lot of it is recognizing what your opponent's doing and and what they're right. going to throw at you and being being mm-hmm. able to read what they're doing yeah right? knowing the meta knowing which decks are doing really well uh puts you at a huge advantage but this deck that i'm playing this hunter deck uh it's so there's not much room for there's not much wiggle room and how you compete with other decks. There's like some specific things. Like I know if I'm playing a shaman, I want to hold on to my snipe uh, secret because that does four damage to a creature that he summons. Which usually on turn two he summons the totem that's a three four with overload. But if I can destroy that when he plays it, uh, I pretty much win the match just based on that little thing right there. So there are little things to discover with this deck that I'm playing. But really, I need to hit that combo in order to improve. And I've sort of petered out at rank eleven which to me says either the meta has evolved since this deck came out to uh, counter it well enough that I'm not going to be able to get past rank 11 or I'm just not good enough at Hearthstone to advance <laughs> past rank 11, which is probably more likely the case. Uh, but the more I play it, like the more I'm learning little tricks here and there uh, in order to beat the, the decks that are out there right now. But Is that your favorite game ever? No, absolutely not. It's just it's so easy to play. And like, it's it's the great the great mix of uh, fun and access accessible accessibility in that I can play on my phone any time of day at any point, yeah. like even when I'm on the clock at work. Which is one of the nice. reasons I don't play Hearthstone on my phone core is because it's such a big download. Yeah, it's like a, it's over, it's over a, gig. a gig now. Yeah, like I said, I'm always struggling for that. So yeah. But it's it's been fun. I actually played somebody today. I told you guys at the top of the episode. I played somebody today that had the exact same deck as me for the first time. Huh. Uh, and when he hit that combo that I've only lost once with, he sent me the greetings emote. He's like, greetings! And then he played the combo like he was some badass. And I beat him. 
Nice. Nice. Which made me feel good. And uh, of course, I, I told you guys before I finished him off, I sent him the greetings emote because that's that's what you do in Hearthstone. Uh-huh. Send a message. But yeah, like that's that's sort of been the big realization for Hearthstone uh, with me this week is that it's it's like to get to Legend, it's a freaking grind, uh, and has way more to do with the amount of time you put in than anything else. So maybe I won't hit it. I don't know because I'm kind of burning out a little bit on it again. Well, you've got your best shot. If you're your highest rank ever, and it's only the the yep. end of the September eighth, time, time to go back to Rocket League. It sounds like <laughs> no, I can't do it. Yes, you can. When I can play Rocket League on my phone while I'm on the clock at work, then I'll go back to Rocket League. <laughs> I also played. Go ahead, Dan. Maybe Rocket League will be on the NX. There you go. Yeah, I can bring my NX to work and uh, hide in the woods. <laughs> Uh, I also tried the PlayStation Now uh, seven-day free trial. Just came out yeah. on PC. Uh, I'm not sure what they're doing for pricing. What is it? Is it ten dollars a month for the three hundred plus games? I honestly have no idea. Fifteen. I don't even know. I just did the trial and uh, saw that there was like three Hot Shots golf game golf games, and I'm like, yeah, I want to play Hot Shots golf. So I booted up Hot Shots golf out of bounds, uh, which was the highest rated Hot Shots golf. That was available on PlayStation Now. Um, I'm impressed with with PS Now. It's all streamed through Gaikai was the uh, streaming technology that Sony purchased and uses for this. Uh, as somebody who's used a ton of OnLive in the past years ago, before we started this podcast, I was using OnLive. Uh, the Gaikai is perfectly seamless, and I didn't notice any input lag. The graphics uh, they stream at 720p, so if I put it on full screen. I have a uh, 1080p resolution. It's a little bit blurry, but I just set it. I, I minimized it down to the 720p resolution, and uh, it looked great. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't notice any input lag. Uh, had a great time playing Hot Shots Golf out of bounds, and my Xbox 360 controller worked without a flaw, which was the biggest hang-up for me. I know we talked about it last yeah. week. I had read that you need a DualShock to use it. Uh, I don't have a dual shock, but then Dan, I think you suggested uh, that you read otherwise. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, it just worked, just like that. Like I just turned it on and it just worked. I didn't have to do anything. And it even suggested to me. It said, "Oh, it looks like you're not using a dual shock controller. Uh, just be aware that the button prompts are different than what's shown on screen, kind of thing." But yeah, it worked great, and I had a really good time playing uh, Hot Shots Golf out of bounds. I did try to do online stuff. I guess that's not supported through PlayStation now. Oh, really? At least I couldn't get it to work like competitive online. Maybe the servers are just off for Hot Shots Golf. Which I'm is trying probably... to find some pricing information at PlayStation.com. Yeah. Boy, what a pain in the ass that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, I, th- I think it's. I think it's relatively inexpensive, and there's some good offerings on there. Like I would, I would play through Nino Cooney again. Um, I was kind of hoping they'd put an older NHL game on there, but that's not the case. They do have the NBA 2K 14 or 15. Um, is it, I think is is it one of the God of War games on there? Or God of yes. War the is on two. there. I think one, two, and three. I got pricing, boys. Go for it. One month, twenty dollars. Yes. Twelve months, a hundred dollars. Eh, that's not too bad. That's not bad. As long as you use it, that's not bad. 
it's a lot to not own your games, but if you, if you're looking at the price of like a game and a half, yeah, um, you have there's a lot of content there. It, it sucks that you don't get to keep it, but there was enough on there that I think a hundred dollars for a year of it would be a great value. It ends up being what twelve dollars a month, right? The, no, the twenty dollars a month, not not ten or less than that, twelve, eight, yeah, eight bucks. Uh, $20 a month, I think it would be a little too much. I, I don't think you could play $20 uh, a month worth of content, but the $100 for a year, I think, would be worth it. Uh-huh. And I, I know they're only going to add more, so. Yeah, I mean, there's over 400 games on there. Yeah. Okay. There's some good platformers. Um, Rayman's on there. Ooh. They Like I said, they have Nino Kuni on there. Did I Resident say that? Evil 4, you got a bunch of Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Uncharted. There, there's stuff to play. You, you, there's plenty to play. The flower is on there. Journey's on there. Flow is on there. Journey's XCOM. on there. I believe Journey's on there. I've never had the um, opportunity. Yes, it is. It would be worth it for me to. That's when when I do my free trial. That's when I'll play Journey finally. That's Dan. That's a great idea. Three yeah. hour game. At the very least, if you have a PC, give it a try because yeah. you don't even need uh, very high specs on your PC to to do the streaming stuff. Just a Uncharted decent internet two connection. Three are both on there too. Yeah. Just a decent Last connection. Yep. Maybe. No, I was I was very impressed. Very painless. I logged in with my old PlayStation account, which I haven't used since I had a PlayStation three years ago uh everything worked great if you want to feel what it's like to be will there's a bunch of dynasty warriors on there uh-huh. there is yeah that's what that's the thing man there's like something for everybody for sure well what i like is that there's playstation exclusives on there that i wouldn't exactly. like a lot of the dynasty warriors games are on pc too so or on steam rather um but yeah. yeah the the playstation exclusives that you don't have access to unless you have the older system that's a that's a nice nice thing right yeah i highly recommend it uh if you get a chance so uh-huh. check out playstation now um enderall guys you gotta play enderall i'm gonna do my uh normal enderall pitch the total conversion mod for skyrim from the sure ai team the main story in that game is so good, and I've had so much freaking fun playing it. I sent you guys four screenshots last night, and nobody <laughs> said boo. Well, Dan's busy. So I don't, don't care. Give I don't him care. a break. Just stroke my ego a little bit. Say, wow, Corey, that looks great. I was going to compliment you on the quality of your screenshots. I thought it was they were Bloodborne, nice. as I said. I looked at it. And I said, oh, wait, that's not Bloodborne. I don't give a shit. It, it's just the like diversity of landscapes it takes you to and the storytelling. Okay, so the manor, uh, which is in the second picture I sent you. That's the best one. It's part of the main quest. Uh, I went with Jespar to this manor to retrieve this item. I won't go into specifics because it's kind of spoilers. But it's uh, from the minute you enter this forest, from this, this manor, you're, nobody's really sure if it even exists. You enter this forest, and it starts pouring rain. Uh, and you like, you pull the chain to ring the doorbell and the servant comes and it's all very eerie. And he brings you into the manor and he's like, Oh, we were expecting visitors. Like I prepared a dinner for you. And it's just the way they do like the blocking in the game and, and slow everything down. Um, so let you like sit down with Jespar and you drink wine and you talk to each other. Uh, and then you get up and he's like, all right, we have to go find this item. And it turns out that the the 
owner, for lack of a better word, the aristocrat of the manor is like this musician. So this whole time you're searching his manor, he's playing piano. So you're hearing this like spooky, haunting piano song while you're digging through everything in his manor. And like you discover these books that you haven't seen anywhere else in the game that are just like the creepiest stories you've ever read and like poetry that's bizarre. And you're like finding secret passageways and just doing all this freaking crazy stuff. It kind of reminded me of like Beauty and the Beast, like searching the beast's mansion uh-huh. kind of thing. Uh, so cool. Such a great moment. And uh, when I mentioned, like, the way it slows things down, the way it introduces you to cities, like, I remember playing in Skyrim. You'd go to a new city for the first time, and you just go do your main quest thing and, like, follow the waypoint and go and talk to this person and leave, and that'd be it. Uh, But, like, you'll talk to characters, and they'll be like, we should have a drink. So it's like, okay. And then they transport you to, like, the inn, and you sit at the inn when there's, like, music playing. Uh, That's in Enderal's case, is written specifically for Enderal. And you're having this long conversation where you're choosing what to say. Meanwhile, you're listening to all this music and things are happening around you. Uh, it's incredible. It's just, I don't, you got, you need to play it. I don't know. I can't phrase it any other way. I started it. Oh, the truth comes out. I know you started it, Dan. Yeah, I talked about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But I, I, I can't. I really can't stress it enough. Uh, I'm I'm just blown away by it. It's really good, and the main story stuff is so well written and paced and structured, and it's just like it's. And part of what I like about it so much, uh, gameplay wise, is just its difficulty. Like I'm having a hard time coming up with enough money to actually level up my character, uh, my character's abilities to like fight, uh-huh. which is great. I love that. It's a challenge. Yeah. Like, I, there's a, a gambling game you can go to the, the inns and play that I've, like, done because I need money. And it's like, if I lose it, it's devastating because the little money I had is gone. But oh, if I see, win, I it's like, that. oh, this is nice. I hate that. But even if you lose that money, like, you're not screwed. There's still things you can do. You just lose the money. And it's totally optional. Nobody's forcing you to go gamble. It's just what I chose to do to try and gain an edge. Yeah, I don't know. I just I hate like money being too limited if you need it. Well, then maybe uh, Enderall's not for you, Eric. <laughs> Game sounds fucking terrible. <laughs> so, Corey, here's my question. Yep. What do you what do you think is Bethesda's problem? Why can't they make something like that? Too many cooks in the kitchen type of thing or I was actually... uh, We talked about this a little bit a couple weeks ago, but... Yeah, I mean, it's a different game. It's sort of the difference between, like, the Bethesda games and The Witcher, which we talked about. It's like, one is telling a story of somebody specific with a specific adventure and a specific path laid out in front of them, whereas the Bethesda games are kind of want you to carve your own path. Uh, And Morrowind, I think, was the best at that, like just setting you loose in the world and just saying, like, do what you want. And I think Skyrim was the worst at it uh, in that it kept kind of directing you towards that main quest. Which was not very good. Which was not very good at all. Uh, So I think Enderal really benefits from that, like, you are this character, you are the prophet, um, and, and, like, this is is the story we're going to tell you. Um, 
as opposed to like a Morrowind where it's just like open and do whatever you want. You can still do that. There's a ton of side side quests. There's a ton of things to keep you busy, but it tells a very specific story that is very well written. Uh, right. Very fun to play. But you even talked about like a lot of the side missions being really interesting and thoughtful and creative. Whereas, I mean, I think for I the think, most like, part, in, in Fallout Four's case, I think they bit off more than they could chew. Right. Like they made the world big to the point where you felt like you're doing the same thing over and over again. And I always bring up the climbing a tower where that has super mutants in it and you're digging through trash and they're throwing grenades and blowing you up through the floor. Mm-hmm. I felt like that happened over and over and over again in Fallout 4. Gotcha. And it's just like every nook and cranny of Enderal feels handcrafted. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how big their team is. I can't imagine it's that big. They're not paid. I haven't even seen a donations link. So I don't know, but yeah, like every I'm I've taken way more screenshots than I've sent you guys. But it's just like I'll every corner I turn, I want to take a screenshot and send it and be like check this out. Like this this is awesome. It's so beautiful. Did I send you guys the Pirate Cove screenshot? No. Yep, I found a Pirate Cove and it was awesome and I wanted to send it to you guys, but I'm like, nope, they don't care. <laughs> so i didn't that is not true Corey. but i like this so much that i'm going to go back download oblivion and play the uh total conversion mod they did for oblivion Uh in this same world universe very nice it's just characters you love to be around and hang out with and in a story you care about i don't know it's just all very compelling and I'm not going to stop talking about it until I beat it. I think I have like 15 hours in it. Okay. Which is impressive for me right. in video games of late. Okay. Anything else? No. All right. Shall we get into feedback? Sure. Eric, you said we got another feedback? Yeah, there's one in the email. Okay. All right. This is uh, Tito from L.A. here. Uh, Rocket League. While I rarely run into salty chatters on Rocket League, I always tell my friends who get bothered by Rocket League chat to just turn it off in the options menu. Helps me get into the zone very easily when I don't see salty players' responses, and very quickly it starts to feel like you're playing against bots because they never say anything. You can also set the chat to just allow for quick chat responses or allow only your team to chat with you or turn it off completely. But speaking of trash talk, I had a 2v2 game against someone who had Season 2 Champion title under his name. It didn't say MLG or ELS or whatever, so I'm not sure how legit he is among the pros, but me but me and a random beat him and his buddy 2-1. to one. And the nice. next game they came out and quickly scored three goals on us. We managed to make it 2-3, to three, and after that he demoed me a few times straight, uh, kept saying no problem. I noticed he was doing it on purpose, so I replied with, I must have made you mad, sorry. They beat us 4-2, to two, and I said good champion because I knew he was pretty insecure, as most gamers are, especially after losing to us in the first game. Sure enough, he responded with, thanks, good noob. So I had to say, <laughs> and yet you lost to me earlier. And I left on that note. He walked right into it. Sometimes you have to remind yourself that the trash talk is all in good nature, just like in sports, and other times you just got to have fun with it. I notice a lot of times we make the tone of trash talk much harsher than reality. We get angry over something that was probably said as just a fun joke with no real malice behind it, but fuck that guy. 
Yeah, a lot's lost in uh, just the text rather than hearing somebody say something. You know, sure. It's hard to lost glean. in translation. It's hard to glean sarcasm well, and stuff. Part part of the issue is that if you were standing next to them, they wouldn't say ninety percent of the stuff they say. Sure. Yeah. That's the thing that pisses you off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Enderall. Concerning the Enderall being an indie game, I don't know what cons- constitutes an indie game, but I'd look up the definition and see how Enderall was made and if it fits the definition of an indie game. Besides that, I see no other problem with it being uh, in other categories, especially Game of the Year during the Thummies, which I think we, we, we talked about a lot last week. Yeah, we had a debate. I think my, my thing is the Game of the Year is a very broad definition, whereas indie game is kind of specific. I still disagree. Do you? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Oh yeah. CD keys. I <laughs> uh, I just want to let Amanda know how, that CD keys has been totally fine for me. I bought from there plenty of times from Games to PS Gold subscription. Uh, it's sketchy because of the great prices, and it's outside the U.S., so all in all, I don't find it very sketchy at all anymore. You can't beat their prices. They had keys for Deus Ex Mankind divided for under 40 bucks before the game was released. Uh, you can't beat that anywhere else. The drawback is they have a very small library compared to other websites. Uh, but right now you can buy Dishonored 2 PC for 40 bucks compared to $50 from Green Man Gaming. I wouldn't think twice about buying it from CD Keys, but maybe I like living on the edge. I don't know. Uh, and then PS4 Pro, I don't know how to feel about the PS4 Pro. I kind of don't care about it. I imagine the Xbox Scorpio will be stronger, uh, but the fact that you can get the PS4 Pro within the year is going to be a huge boost for Sony over Microsoft. And that's from Tito. Thanks, Tito. Thanks, Tito. Uh, I was kind of counting on Tito to back me up on the Enderall thing, but... He told us to just research some stuff. That's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it. I mean, I think it depends on our definition of indie game, and I think without a doubt, a total conversion mod, even though it's a mod, is independently crafted and should therefore count as an indie game. But yeah, but Corey it uses the Skyrim assets. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was hoping he'd go on a tangent, but whatever. <laughs> Anyway, hey guys, sorry I haven't sent any feedback. Oh, this is from Idaho Jake, by the way. Uh, in a while, but I have had our country fair going, so I have been busy with 4-H and stuff. Uh, I have played Enderall, and I'm really liking it, but I don't understand how to level up. I've only played about three or four hours, and I hope to play more this weekend. I don't think it could win Game of the Year, but I do think it could win Indie Game and Mod of the Year, just because I think that the creator changed enough for it to be its own thing. Yeah, uh, the world is completely different than Skyrim. It has its own story. I think if this story and graphics were in Skyrim, there would be no doubt that it would be the best game ever. I didn't watch the Sony meeting, but from what other podcasts have said, I am more interested in the Xbox Scorpio and the PS4 Pro. Sounds okay, but for me, it is pointless because I don't. Ha- it doesn't have true 4K. It doesn't have 4K Blu-ray, so I'll just stick with my PS4 until it breaks. I've stopped playing No Man's Sky. I like it, but for some reason, Fallout 4 has me by my balls. I can't stop playing it, uh, but I will be trying Journey and Lords of the Fallen. Now for the Idaho Jake question of the week. Uh, in honor of football, what is your favorite hockey video game? I love ice hockey and Blades of Steel, both on NES. Thanks, guys, and carry on. In honor of football. <laughs> yeah. That's a good segue. NHL 11. Wasn't yeah. 2011 the uh, the great one? That was my favorite so. of the 
uh, like our uh, that was of the like simulation, not simulation. You know the arcadey yeah. games. Yeah, uh, that, that one. That would be fine. NHL '95, but probably my favorite hockey game would be uh, Eastside Hockey Manager 2007. I that I played so much. Nerd. I played so much of that before before the Steam, uh, before it came out on Steam. I bet yeah, I have over a thousand hours playing Eastside Hockey Manager. That's I w- insanity. I wish back then it kept track, but that was. Blade what Steel I is a great game. Ice Hockey is also a great game. Yep. Other than that, like other than those two games, I think all I've played, I played like one uh, NHL 2K game, and then it's just been the EA Sports. You never played NHL. Games. We had NHL 95 and 96, 97. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Oh yeah. The EA NHL games. Yeah. Oh, what was that one Mutant Hockey League? <laughs> I never that was played cool. that. That was fun. I played that like once. Okay. Yeah, you, let's just gloss over the Ender All stuff, dude. No, I'm not gonna gloss over it. We can talk about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. If you want to talk about it, go ahead. No, it's just uh, just was <laughs> is nice to have some support. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure it's a fine game, Corey. I I just think more has been created, more has been handcrafted for that game than has been handcrafted for other indie games in the past. Okay. More work has gone into Enderall than has gone into Undertale. And has gone into, I don't know, what are some of yeah. the other indie games? We've... Right, but Undertale was made by one person. Music, our assets, one person. That That's I fine. I get that. If you look up the Sure AI t- team and it's like 20 people made it, even if it's like, Partially, I wouldn't consider it's still that. independent, wholly independent. Yeah, I don't know. I just have I I take issue with the fact that it's a mod. You can take all the issue you want, Dan. It's my freaking list. I'm putting what I want on it. You're welcome to. You are welcome to. This is America. This is America. Uh, so thanks it for that, Jake. Real. Uh, so this is from Avenger. Miguel in Valencia. He says, what's up, gentlemen? I would like to thank you guys for the recommendation of playing Metal Gear 5. Uh, I'm actually excited because PlayStation Plus put out Journey as a free game this month. I remember Eric mentioning how great Journey was, so I will take his advice by setting up the mood uh, as if I was going to make love to the game. LOL, Mm. JK Eric. You know, that's the only way to play it. Just (laughs) dim the lights, get a couple candles going, find a nice chair pretend it's a bed find a nice chair sit it in front of your television set take your pants off not too far oh and your underwear of course maybe put some rose petals from your door to your chair you know sprinkle them around and just bottle of red wine (laughs) red wine one sitting you just take it in one sitting yeah if you play it for more than one sitting i'm gonna be really pissed off one and sitting. it goes for anybody. Yeah. Now that I have a way to play it, I'll, yeah. I will be doing that. I will light candles. I will dim the yeah. lights. I'll kick back in my computer chair. Yeah, that sounds nice. What a great game. I can't wait to play it. Uh, it's good. Uh, good. It's well paired with uh, Metal Gear 5, too. It's, <laughs> well, it's a nice... Uh, 
I talked. Well, change of pace. It? Change of pace. Yeah, that was like when I was playing when I was playing uh, XCOM two, and I was stressed out. It made me all the time, and then uh, Firewatch came out, and that was a nice relaxing walking simulator. Yeah, so that was the perfect antidote to my stress from from uh, XCOM two. Uh, he says, anyways, today I got which would you rather questions or if you had to pick uh, in order from less favor and so on. So here we go. As a gamer, you're cursed and given four options. Which one would you pick? One, you can only play video games uh, with no sound and in black and white. You could only play games with all the great sound and quality, but your monitor screen will always be upside down. Uh, mm. P.S. No mirrors. You can only play video games in difficult foreign languages like Arabic or Cantonese. This includes subtitles. Uh, Japanese and Spanish is excluded. Uh, I figure those two languages would either be easier to learn or more fun to learn. Uh, and then last, you can only play video games with no arms. Keep in mind that you have all the great qualities uh, that you would normally get, get playing video games now. And if you manage to master playing with your toes, you could rename this this podcast Toe Stick Athletes. <laughs> Uh, yep, that's our next podcast. Featuring <laughs> Wait, what about para gamers? Thummies and our bummies. Thummies, oh, yeah. It would be toesy, toe, toesies and our toesies and our holesies. Holesies. There you go. Either way, we're covered. Yep. We can. Uh, I'd go with the last one myself. Uh. Uh, because at very least, I could watch somebody else play. Okay. With all of the fine features. Sure. I'd take the Cantonese, yep. the language one. That's the one I would pick too. Nah, pa- I'd pl- figure it out. Playing, you know, I wouldn't put the time or effort into figuring it out hmm. myself, and I know that. So, I do like the idea of playing games I love in black and white, but playing but them no, without the no sound. Yeah, no sound would. If it had just been black and white, that's the one I would have picked. Yeah, but... that would be cool. Yeah, because if you're color colorblind. If you're colorblind, that's kind of what you experience would experience anyway. Some people are completely colorblind and can only see black and white. Really? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Wow, that would be crazy. Yeah. How do you explain color to somebody who only sees in black and white? I don't know. My uh, wife's uncle is colorblind, not completely, but he can't see too many colors. So yeah, he'll see something and. <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense to him. You ever make fun of him? No, no. So me and Corey would pick the the difficult foreign language ones. Eric would would play video games in the I'd arms. I'd take the the lazy man's route and watch somebody else play them. Gotcha. There you go. Okay. Uh, call curses are permanent. All curses are permanent. <laughs> Damn. Well, yeah, because once you learned the language, you'd be fine. He sent some pictures, too. I This one came up. I don't know if you guys can see that, but <laughs> it's a woman typing on a keyboard with her feet. Yep. That's a thing. <laughs> That's fantastic. I mean, uh, if I had no arms, I would definitely learn how to use my feet. Sure. Do the thing. But there's a I lot of, like, there's a lot of, like, specialty controllers you can buy, too, for uh, playing games on computers and stuff with, you know with limited uh, mobility and whatnot. So. Yeah. There's, you can even, there's uh, programs that like can track eye movement yeah. that you can use to control stuff. Yep. 
Uh, he says, all right, guys, that's it for me. Once again, I apologize for the grammar. Thank you, Dan, for reading my rough feedback. Avenger out. <laughs> Dan's a great Thanks, reader. Thanks, Avenger. No, I'm not. You know what really improved my reading out loud was uh, having having kids and reading to them. I used to be one of those kids that hated getting called in class because I was not good at reading out loud. Uh, but uh, it's not good, but it's better than it was, you know. I'll never forget in Spanish class, uh, Jeremy. I won't. I won't give his last name. Was asked to read out loud, and he flat out refused. Yeah. And it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. He's just like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to read. <laughs> what happened? I'm just not. He got sent to the principal's office. Insubordination. But it was just the craziest thing to me. I'm like, you can't. You're just so refusing. Pop- popular, Jeremy. Yeah. Okay, I know who you're talking. You're about. just refusing to read. Good for him. Uh, yeah, good for him. It's a sure. liberating moment. And Corey was like, wait, oh, you can on, refuse. Man, you can say no. Uh, I don't. I just don't get it. <laughs> well, you're not gonna read. Good for him is right. Nice. Uh, do we have a topic for next week? Uh, does the record come out? NHL comes out. Record comes out on the 13th. What day is that? Tuesday. Tuesday. I might. Bioshock. The collection comes out on the 13th. NASCAR Heat Evolution comes out on the 13th. <laughs> Corey's getting that one. Yeah, I'll get that. The NASCAR games used Recore, to be fun. I'm not sure. I want to get Recore, but I want to wait and see if it comes out on Steam so I don't buy it in the Xbox store. Well, if I get it on Xbox, could you sign in I don't know. I mean, PC as me and play it? It's worth a shot to try it, yeah. I think. We should do that for the next, like, Xbox Play Anywhere game you guys yeah. buy. Just just try it out, see if it works. Well, I, I'm for sure getting Forza uh, Horizon 3. Okay. That's at the end of this month. Okay. So, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely at least try it for that, see if it works. I'd be interested to see if that works. Forza Horizon 3 is, is right up there with uh, Civ 6 for my game i'm most looking forward to which is strange but... it looks really good though oh god i loved the last one. apparently the first one's better than the second one okay the first one um is free right now so i gotta try oh, it nice so, yeah we could do an episode on ender all next week but then everybody has to play it i, I want to play it i'll play the thing it more. is my mom's coming to town this weekend so i won't be able to play anything over the weekend it's one of those games though i don't think you can play just like a couple hours of it and then talk about it right it doesn't i don't know it's good but it gets real good later like mid midway through the main story okay how all right it's so we'll, we'll come up with a topic hopefully We'll have something for you next week, regardless yeah. of what it is. Yeah. It may not be very good. Yeah, but... we'll feed you more shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be terrible, whatever it is. Sure. Uh, anything else? Any other thoughts? No. No, Dan. Um, happy to hear that the childrens have arrived safely. Thank you. And, uh, give them our best. We'll do. We'll see if it cuts into my game time. It probably will at I first. I can't imagine it won't. It will at first. Once we get that, get everything into a, a more stable routine, I'll be able to get yeah. my game. Yeah, you just game put one in. on each breast, Dan. Come on. 
<laughs> well, uh, I, I, I don't know if I talked about this recently, but when my daughter was first born, she wouldn't sleep. She had to sleep on someone. She wouldn't sleep like in a in a crib or uh, in the. Like my son slept in the swing for a lot of the early part of his life, but she had to sleep on someone. So I would take her at like ten o'clock at night or whatever to let my wife sleep, and I let her sleep on me while I was playing. Uh, I played Civ and I played Crusader Kings until I couldn't stay awake anymore, which is usually like four four thirty in the morning. And then I'd hand her off for my wife wife to take, and I would I would go to sleep at that point. There you go. How so. perfect is Super Mario Run going to be with just the one? Yeah, well, and 3DS is also good for for kids, for little ones, because yeah. you can kind of hold them in your lap, like you know, like that, and and play 3DS. And you can prop the 3DS on their heads. Yeah. Uh, yep. Not with their soft yep. baby heads. <laughs> no, it works nicely because it kind of cradles. It form itself to it. Cradles the go. 3DS a little yeah. bit. It's like memory foam almost. I gotcha. Yeah. I gotcha. So when your when your kid's eighteen, you can uh, prop your 3ds up on their heads. <laughs> yeah, because the dent's still always, there. When they bring when they bring their girlfriends over, you can say, "Hey, Stacy, <laughs> I did you know this. How, you know how he got that? Because <laughs> his dad was playing 3ds on his head when he was little. When he was a little one. And look, it still fits. <laughs> <laughs> Except it'll be an NX. Yeah. yeah. It'll be an NX three. Anyway, that'll do it for episode two sixty eight of the Fantasy Athletes Podcast. I'm your host Dan. I'm Eric. Corey. Woo. Thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening and get out of my basement. Yeah!